Lost 40. Uh, Heffenweisen. Poison? Heffen is, he- is that one of the where the V's W's or V's? I or? think so. Heffenweisen. It's very German. It's like a little angel or something on the front there. Sounds like it'll whip your ass. It's pretty fucking delicious, dude. I'm not gonna lie. So today's podcast on the show today, uh, longtime friend, high school buddy. Uh, everyone knows him as Baker, so that's what we'll call him. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> yeah, dude. Blasting I, it from the past up in here. Dude, the, <laughs> I know this room probably looks not even familiar, but this is high school. You walk in, bunk beds, because me and my brother had to right, share a room right, right here, right. and you here playing on guitar upside down. You were the first left-handed musician I ever knew. And you, were, it you were the first friend I had with a half stack. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just as excited, trust me. <laughs> I think I was trying to remember some of those old old times because I knew you were coming on. I was like, man, I got to think of some old funny shit. And the best thing I could come up with, and this is so stupid, but this is how simple my brain was. Yeah. When I saw you playing it upside down, I, I, I vividly remember asking you, why are you doing that? Yeah, like, <laughs> do, you know, that's wrong, right? Like, <laughs> I get that all the time and it's like from sound guys, you know, it's like, I know you're just messing with me, but like, yeah, sometimes it's, you have to like stare at somebody for a minute and be like, you're joking. Right? Like, oh yeah. Cause some people are just like, Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, Justin's a lefty. And when left-handed drummers come on stage, every time the sound guy goes, oh, yeah, I got to switch suck. two mics. Oh man. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so terrible. I actually, uh, was kind of forced to learn left-handed because really? I'm lazy and Justin would, we, we shift. We, okay. he plays yeah, drums yeah. in a band. I play drums in a band. So we would, uh, like I would just be lazy. I'd be like, I don't want to do, I'll just, I'll just try it, play it this way. So I kind of like force myself to be more ambidextrous. Right. I know what it's like a little bit in that world, but man, I'm, I'm kind of trying to learn the same thing. I, I just bought my first drum set, a year and a half, maybe two years ago. And got a sweet deal, Facebook Marketplace. Mm. This lady's college age kid had pissed her off, so she sold all this stuff really cheap. Hell and a yeah. Five piece kit with symbols and everything for 60 bucks. Fuck no, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. What? And it, and it, I mean, it wasn't Walmart either. It was like, a, you know, about a $500 yeah, yeah. You know, kit new dude, kind of thing. Even if it's Walmart, $60. Yeah, I was what like, the fuck? I was so stoked. And that was the first time I ever actually set a kit up left handed. You know, and I, because I'd been curious, but I never really played drums. Right. Uh, except for just sitting behind my drummer's kits every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So it's that Tinkering backwards around. thing. And it's like, eh, I'm just not good at this. I talked to a couple guys who uh, actually set up left handed, mm-hmm. you know, and played like that. And one in particular, I remember I asked him, you know, because I, I don't really play drums. So it shouldn't matter, right? I'm just, I'm learning one way or the other. Who, you right. Know, just do it the easy way. And he said, yeah, there's that. But let me ask you this. Which foot do you kick a ball with? Mm. I was like, yep, <laughs> my there left foot. Go. He said, there you go. He said, just try it. You know, but That's sure a- enough, I got home, I set that kid up left-handed, and it was just like, oh, shit, this actually feels <laughs> yeah. like I, I kind of understand it now. You know, it almost Far makes more sense. Natural. Yeah. So I tried that for a little while, but then uh, we started Fred. We're using my drum kit mm-hmm. there, just playing in my kitchen. and. I- I'm same thing. I'm just too lazy to switch it back and forth. Yeah. You know, yeah, so. I liked it for a little bit because it kind of forced 
You know, sometimes yeah, it's yeah. good to get out of your comfort zone. You yeah, get too comfy yeah, playing the same old shit. Exactly. And I definitely, because uh, the, the whole thing to drumming is what they call full limb independence, which means your right hand can do something different from your left arm and vice versa with your feet. Right. If you think about like an X going across your body, you should be able to use it all independently. Yeah. It's harder than it fucking sounds. Yeah. Like sit in a chair and try to move your arms and hands around uh, like and, differently. Yeah, yeah, fully independent. Fully independent. Other, it's, it's hard as fuck. So I think... Uh, my laziness actually kind of helped because when I finally started learning whole bits mm. left-handed, when I would transfer back to a right-handed kid, it was far more easy. Yeah. I guess like, you're, you're much more reminded of what each <clears throat> actual limb's doing in that case, rather than just feeling it. Yeah. Like having you're... to spend time focusing on, on like all the, just a little, the, what the shit you take for granted, really. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Cause like, it's just fucking easy to go overhand yeah, and just be like, do, do, do. But now when you're right open, here, but yeah. Like, oh, now it's over there. And also, my right foot, I do, 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 do the yeah. kick drum with mostly, Steady. but when you're shifting to close the hi-hat and still having to kick and having to use your left foot, yeah. I know for you it would be the opposite. Right. Man, total mind fuck. It really is. It really <laughs> is. And I, I'm such a beginner, and I was saying, like, I, I'm still kind of in that level of, like, this really doesn't matter that much. So, but again, out of laziness, I've just started playing on them right-handed as they are, and I'm... I think I had that little breakthrough when I set him up lefty and yep. it kind of, it just started clicking just enough that now the other way makes a little bit of sense too, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, I'm really going to try to keep pushing on that. Hopefully get a stoner doom band going in here to something big, right. big, slow, stupid, you know, big sludgy, yeah. big yeah. Tom, 16, 18, right. <laughs> you know, turn a fucking kick drum on its uh, side. Uh, yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, <laughs> I fucking love that shit, dude. I love, uh, I was trying to think of all the other stuff too. So, you originally were a guitar player. Yeah, correct. Yeah, pretty much just that for you know quite a long up time. until yeah, really up until abandoned the artifice, which I think I started five or six years ago, mm -hmm. six now probably. Um, and that was just a situation. That, I know you've had Jared Ives on yes, here before. Yes. Uh, anyone that knows Jared Ives, if Jared Ives asks you to be in a band, you, mm -hmm. you say how high, right? You like, I'm in three right now. I <laughs> how swear high to God, do I need I'd to be, be four, to play yeah. this music. Yeah. Say, yes, let's do it right now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, I, I knew of him at the time, but really only as a guitarist. Um, right. So I was kind of like, oh, really? He's playing drums? That'll be weird. And then I saw a practice video. And of course, Jacob Cantrell, Top mm -hmm. Man, was uh, just getting started with him at the time, too. I was like, oh, yeah, what do you guys need? Bass? Okay, I can, I'm sure I can figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, No big deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, as soon as you do that, you know, and there's five other bands that are like, oh, you, you play bass. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. there, if there's ever anything drums, Arkansas needs I'm more sure of is drums and bass. More, yeah. Dude, at one point, I was in five bands. Oh, yeah. Four of them I was drumming in. It gets crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had, had five projects myself at one point a few years ago, and you, you just keep telling yourself, I used to get bored. Yeah. I used to get bored. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I used to get bored, and that's the only motivation I could find to keep going is like, I don't want to be bored anymore. You know? Yeah. I haven't been in a long time. But Oh, dude, yeah. I have. What, I have, is, what is sleep, though? <laughs> you know, between jobs – and a, and a social life and then right. you have all these band practices it's just like well at least i'm tired yeah. <laughs> i can go to sleep like fucking that <laughs> yes <laughs> knocked out as soon as you, i'd be lucky to even make it to the bed sometimes just fall out on the floor oh dude yeah, yeah last night i door think, wide open <laughs> i took a nap for the first time in probably two years woke up still tired as fuck and i yeah. was like i think I, I think i might go just go back to sleep and then yeah. lo and behold i got hey man you at home 
Fuck, man. Here we go again. <laughs> Here we go again, dude. Up till midnight, working on flooring the next day at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Go me. <clears throat> but, I've, had, uh, I've had my son a lot more here with me, uh, and uh, he's eight now, and he's, man, he's pushing me. If, if, and there's a radio show, so y'all can't see, but my face is banged up all the hell. See that? My knees and hands are all busted. Canis Park whips my ass mm, every time I get That's all there. skating? And Yeah. Uh, well, I was actually on his bicycle oh. at the time when I ate, uh, but I'm usually worse on a skateboard at this point. So that was the problem. I got on the bicycle, got a little cocky. Ah. <laughs> About the sixth jump I took, I just turned the wheel sideways oh. and face planted. And it gets me like that every time and reminds me that I'm 30-something. And like, well, yeah. why do I still keep trying to do this? But if you look around at the dudes we went to high school and with and stuff with, they're, they're all bald or like completely gray. They're, they look older than we do. Yeah. There's there's something yeah. about this, you know, music and skating young and stuff shit, like man. that. Yeah. And, you know. And we drugs and booze probably help. Well, you know, the, too, I'm sure it's uh, <laughs> it's fucking it's uh, Sunday at two twenty seven, and you know, cheers. <laughs> up. Yes, sir. It's mm. good, man. I'm yeah. actually going to a show tonight. I think you are too. That uh, we've been gay with mm-hmm. Turner and stuff. Yes, with eyes up. Looking very much forward to that. Fuck yeah, dude! I, th- I was just in a group chat. I think there's gonna be quite a few people there, man. Good, good. I hope so. I hope uh, so too. Carnivora came through. Uh, back, let's see, I was in splattered in traffic at the time. So this is a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're from Boston, I believe. They hit us up for a Little Rock show. And then we kind of looked at their schedule and we're like, oh, y'all are in Oklahoma the night before. Can we jump on that mm-hmm. too? You know, so we did a couple nights with them and uh, really, really cool cats. Uh, I think uh, they played at the parlor with us last time oh, when that yeah, was dude. going on. And a couple of them even stayed the night, or I think they all stayed the night there. A couple of them got tattooed and everything. So, parlors shit. Really, really awesome yeah. cast. Yeah, I hope uh, hope we can get some more shows going there. Yeah, that would be great. Point. I remember, you know, back in high school, that was like one of the spots. Oh yeah, yeah, back on university. When it was, yeah, when it was, there, you know, yeah. they had that back room, mm-hmm. that like four foot stage, would right. barely fit a drummer on. Man, that was a good times, dude. I, apparently, I missed more of those good shows than I saw, but I do I do remember a couple in that back room. And mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, I was kind of slow getting into the scene. If You know, I had the guitar from right. an early age, but I think I was really 21 before I finally got a band together that played on stage or anything, you know. You, and, you guys played, you played one of my outdoor concerts, didn't you? Okay, well, one of the rock stocks? I was trying to remember if you had or not. No, actually, I don't think so. We did. Uh, I had. A, I did a couple like house party type things back gotcha. in those days and stuff. What but, was that band's name? Uh, my first one, which I, I, we were probably putting together at that time, roughly, what is Bloodletting Device? That's it. Bloodletting yeah. Device. That's and the one. I, it trips me out to think that that's my first band because it it evolved so much and mm-hmm. went through these different eras and with some downtime in between, even. And yeah, I don't know. I was. Just, kind of like say the late bloomer and you know i had guitar in my hand for same way with skateboarding too i right. was i remember you know skating when i was younger and i've been at it five or six years and i'm okay but then all of a sudden these other kids come along pick it up for six months and they're just smoking me what a fuck is that's that, how dude? i felt about all the musicians around me too you know it's just like god what, what like what did i miss you know something uh but yeah so you know kind of got a slower start dipping my feet in mm-hmm. playing shows and stuff which uh, at the time, I think I was like, oh, I'm glad I 
you know, didn't do so such embarrassing stuff in front of all these people. You know, yeah, I'm glad dude. I'm glad this wasn't like my my first jam band. You like, I, got good first. We actually did my. Uh, I guess you could say my first first thing ever was abnormal, mm. and of course, normal spelled like you know National Organization for Reform what? of Marijuana Law, right? <laughs> uh, we were doing Metallica covers and a couple originals, you know, <laughs> like garage band stuff. Yeah, yeah. Songs called fuck it. And things like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, my, the only thing I was actually proud of that one was one called domestic intox, which was about, you know, drinking American beer. We thought that was, <laughs> I thought we were pretty hip. At the time. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Wordplay has always been fun. That's that's, mm-hmm. that's the only reason I even write, like writing lyrics is just to confuse the hell out of people. If I can make somebody think, you know, but like, what the hell is he talking about? Maybe go pick up a book to check it out. Right, <laughs> right. See, hey, kind like, of Bob Dylan of you. Yeah. Like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> right. I gotta read this nine times just to be like, what? <laughs> exactly, and it still doesn't make sense. But yeah, that's no. the beauty of you know, make your own. <laughs> No, I yeah. do. I do that shit from time to time. I'll throw in those clever little, like you have to really stop and go, wait, what? And then you know, oh, okay. I have clearly, some sort of symbolism behind these phrasing. Right. I I, I think I put too much stock into that, and I mm-hmm. feel like I'm getting across all this stuff that's mostly probably just lost. And now, because when you're screaming and growling yeah. too, like a lot of you know, people aren't. They don't know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he said brunch tomorrow. Yes. yes. <laughs> Ten thirty. So if you, I I know this, but the people don't because we go incredibly so long like, ways yeah. back. Uh, so you grew up skating. We all did. Yeah. Uh, you're probably listening to one uh, style of music. Probably you know '90s grunge era. Exactly. We, I mean, that was our era, uh, which is fucking awesome. But I, I was kind of like. I was wondering because me and you did lose touch for a couple of years, yeah, yeah and okay. uh, and then the music scene we found each other again. It was like, mm. oh fuck, dude, uh, you know, awesome. And I was wondering what took you to the the heavier, like, because you're on the other end of heavy, whereas yeah. I'm like more like the spastic, crazy charity style stuff. Right. Like Fred, right now that you're in is doomy and just yeah. fuck. I fucking love Fred. We're gonna get to that, but <laughs> I was always kind of interested in how like. Because even Jeff myself, and stuff, yeah, where I took that turn, yeah, I, you know, it was, I felt like I was just always looking for that next thing a little bit heavier, mm. a little bit heavier, a little bit heavier, even when I didn't know that it existed yet. Right. You know, we, I was just talking to some friends over the last few days. Actually, everyone is giving me shit for because they, you know, uh, Judas Priest last night yeah. at the river, and I'm sure it was an amazing show. A little bit of video I saw sounded great and everything. The river almost flooded the whole. I mean, it was right there, dude. I saw the photos. It was up at those uh, those the green rooms. The rivers at them. And you know, and there's something about shows on the river anyway that just the the sound carries so beautifully. So think about with the river being so high and so right there and so wide now, like it had to have just been tenfold. Real, right, right. So, but as as everyone's asking me, so you could go to the trees. Uh, no, yeah, <laughs> was no. my thing. I really don't give a shit uh, about them. Like, and that's hard to say because every person that's ever influenced me cites them as a huge influence. You know, uh, Maiden Priest. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, all that stuff was huge back then. And I, I the think, early days of metal, right? Like back then, that was and the heaviest you know, I, thing around, right? And I don't, I don't know how you feel about it particularly, but I, I feel like being the age that we are, I kind of just slipped on past that. You know, it, like it wasn't the heaviest thing as we were coming right. up. Yeah, it wasn't even 
Because underground was really taking hold when our formative musical careers started. Like, I remember... You know, corn existed and they were heavy and like Limbus, all that 90s vibe right, stuff, right. that rap rock stuff and, yeah. and, and Slipknot kind of a little later. Mm. But there was something brewing in the underground that was unnaturally just viciously heavy. And, you know, like you, you know, my friends, mainly Drew was like, dude, you got to check this shit out. Like, nah, you're listening right. to the wrong stuff. Right. And you hear that and then you're like, dude, what? The, it's just like a mind fuck. You go from like Ozzy's the heaviest thing you ever heard. Yeah. To some shit you can't even really comprehend. Right. And it just, like, I shifted literally in a night. I got shown some stuff, and then I was like, dude, this is the new, yeah. the new thing. Like, I have massive respect for all those old bands, and my favorite band ever maybe still be Led Zeppelin. Yeah, but Yeah, I'll never take anything from that. <laughs> but if I'm choosing something to listen to that I just want to get fucking jazzed on, it ain't nothing old. Right. It's all new shit from 2000, probably... Or maybe not like the late nineties all the way forward right. to today. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty much stuck in about the same, uh, time frame myself too. Uh, I love the classic stuff. Uh, raised up, you know, more classic rock and mm-hmm. everything. Sabbath was the heaviest thing. My dad really turned me on to, you know, and same. he took me to see him back in 99 or something, you know, so, yeah, uh, as well as page and plant and Clapton. And so, you know, oh, you went to that page, my and parents plant thing? Oh, raised so me cool. up, right. You know, to yeah. like set me on the path, but yeah, I was, I was steadily look and, you know, so going from there, Back when it was still skateboarding and stuff, it was punk rock. You know, yep. it was that was instantly like well, this is heavy, and, and it was yeah, it makes the Ramones you know, and, and yeah, and even even the radio stuff. You know, Offspring, Green Day stuff like that. Oh, too, true, you the know. more modern era, but, Nirvana. Know, yeah. yeah, yeah, all that stuff. You know, was was really heavily influential. I mean, and that's around the time I was picking up <laughs> guitar and putting the skateboard down a little bit, started smoking cigarettes, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> I can sit down and play yeah. guitar." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, it was, it was just from that point on, it, it just felt like I was constantly, and it did. It moved quicker and quicker every day. I know was something that completely blew away everything you'd heard before. And it was wild, man. And every band was out doing their last shit. Yeah, there was like a weird time when, like the the next. Usually, there's like that two year slump. Mm. You know, there's there like that weird gray period where like one of them second or third album is going to be total dog shit. Right. <laughs> but these bands were just grinding and grinding yeah. and touring unbelievable and playing just shitholes, mm. you know, across America. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> playing as many shows as Metallica, but, you know, just yeah. under the radar it's for most people. people a night, little shithole bars and stuff. And I, those shows are always so special too. It's great when you know you, you kind of hate it for the band on yeah. once when it's a, when it's a smaller turnout or whatever you know. But there's something about those intimate experiences oh, like man. that you yeah. know, too. And especially when the band's capable of still going out there full energy and doing their mm-hmm. show like there's a billion people there. You know, you well, well they know stuff. it's not the fans' fault. They exactly. came. Yeah, it's like well something happened, but these people are here, so let's give it our fucking all anyway because exactly. they they still paid to be here. And and you know, and hopefully they're gonna go tell their friends and bring more back next time with them stuff. Right? So, yeah, that stuff's always worth it. Uh, I remember just pushing and pushing through death mode. I had a couple guys kind of you know help me hey, check out this, check out this. You know, uh, matter of fact, I ran into Philip Malloy. At the I Hate God show the other night. Yeah. He was, now he was very influential on me. He lived right down the street and he was the first one with the ramp in his backyard. I haven't heard that name in so long. And he tripped me out when I saw him. And, and of course, I still follow him on you know Instagram, Facebook, of all course, that. Yeah. I love that 
he's got to be 10 years older than me. He's still rocking a skateboard. He's still, you know, he, he's not going too crazy. <laughs> Smaller yeah. ramps and curbs and stuff, you know, but he's still doing the thing. More street skating. Uh, we had a blast talking about this moment. I remember very clearly in his basement uh, when Antichrist Superstar came out and he put on uh, Reflecting God mm-hmm. and just moshing around his little basement room, yeah. breaking everything in there, you know, and going ape shit. I was just like, yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. I think uh, that's 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 kind of the thing I want to, you know, that Marilyn Manson was the heaviest thing I knew in 1999, uh-huh. you know, and to, shortly before Slipknot and whatnot too, but uh it was just steadily just pushing and pushing and pushing to like, okay, well, what's what's heavier than that? And I do remember that breakover period too, though, where I was not a fan of blast beats. I mm. thought it was too much. Yep. <laughs> I'm still not huge into black metal, but I really didn't appreciate any of it back then. Yeah, I kind of feel – I like it like here and there, but yeah. not just constantly. It's right. too much it is, for me. It is. And there and. Some bands are, you know, like really pushing it. To, I guess I'm, I'm when it comes to that, I'm more into black and death metal. It's to, you know, like right. kind of like all the different shades of death metal, <laughs> you know, more than anything else. Uh, I, I would say still at this point for me, like probably when I found Dying Fetus, I was just like, well, I, that's the end of the line, folks. We can't get any heavier <laughs> than this. this. This is exactly what I want to do. Uh, and it, you know, and it. Because it was slightly technical, but it was more about the groove and the, you know, uh-huh. just that banging, like stuff that forces you to move, you know. And so then several years later, uh, meet up with uh, Brett Slamming and uh, he, and of course, you know, this is before we started calling him that, but he kept talking about, the, you know, slam, br- slamming death metal, slamming brutal death metal. Well, kept hearing him say that over and over again. And I was finally like, what are you talking about one day? You know? <laughs> it's just like, what the, what does that even mean? And he played, I don't know, maybe some pathology or something like that for me and a couple other things. And that's when it kind of, I was like, oh, you mean that uh, stuff that Dying Fetus has been doing since the late 80s? Okay, that's, we're calling it slam now. That's fine. And that became the ultimate for me. And it's still pretty, you know, like I, I've burnt myself out on it. There's so many bands churning out the same yeah. riff over and over now at this point that I'm not really actively searching new bands or doing it or anything. It's probably just some age but, too. Cause I, I've got like the 10, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just it, heavy rotation, the same 10. Yeah. It's just like, eh. My, my brain's only so big. I can't yeah. want to start losing facts every time I add more, you know? We're yeah. to the age now where we, where our parents were when you're like, why don't you do like, listen to more stuff, man? Like it's, there's a whole bunch out there and you're just like, <laughs> okay, little bastard. <laughs> when you've heard just a thousand, wait. you pick the four that were good at it and you just stick with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I almost feel like I kind of, uh, pee, uh, I guess peaked out, you know, as Brett showed me something years ago. He was calling anti music, mm. and I was just like, "Nope, stop, go back, we're done." Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> stop, you know. Just like, and it was, it was just, it was noise. Just it was, noise. I guess like gore noise is probably what a lot of those things would be, you know, LinkedIn or now. But yeah, just stupid, no, just over the top, no sense of you know any kind of melody like, or time like or riff or anything structure. ever you know just just blah, chaos noise and so I was, that's when i kind of was like okay well 
<laughs> I can't just keep going heavier and heavier and heavier because it turns in, it stops being music at some point. You Eventually know? it's just static on a television. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and now I enjoy that too, but like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Man, this song is fucking ASMR, killer. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I guess I, I, that's when I've kind of started backpedaling some and, and now I'm in this weird place. I feel like uh, polar extremes. I listen to, you know, extremely brutal slamming death metal mm-hmm. or, like poppy singer songwriter yeah. stuff, folk, you know, a lot of piano and you know, company. Well, you did a you did the acoustic stuff there for a while. Are you still doing that? I I haven't officially stopped, but yeah, I've, I've just kind of slowed down with yeah. it. Uh, that was kind of always more by chance than ever something I really meant to do. But gotcha. it was just it was fun. It took over. I remember uh, I enjoyed it. We did a couple of benefits mm-hmm. uh, downtown yep. years ago. That how I got started up. Lefty was I think I was still in knee deep at the time, or freshly out of it. Maybe I saw Lefty was playing acoustic, and I just recently got one. I think I was even borrowing the same guitar that was given to me later. I'm playing on now, <laughs> uh, from Buddy Richie. I was just doing a few covers and things, but I was like, well, hell, that'd be fun. You know, I can go. Yeah. I don't have any money to help. It was uh, Brandon Clendon in. Did oh, you know yeah. him? Played drums yeah. for a couple bands. I think he was Sarcy area, but uh, he had cancer, no insurance. It's like, hey, like, this is something I can do to help, you know? And then a month after that, it was a benefit for downtown music when mm-hmm. Sam was having a little trouble. And I think it was even one more. about So about the fourth time i ever got on stage with acoustic and i got like 30 dollars handed to me at the end of the night and oh. it was all mine hey. <laughs> i was just like whoa this might be fun gas a pack know. of smoke santa tall boy yeah, well, yeah at least you know cover close part of my bar tab you know for that <laughs> kind of balance out things a little bit so yeah that's what i just kind of kept running with it because people kept feeding me beer and uh, laughing uh, you know and and then i was that was doing funny covers and stuff. And then I was every, I've always had this really weird approach to acoustic guitar. When I pick it up, I will not play anything at all. Like I will on electric. You right. Know, when I pick up electric, I'm playing metal nine times out of 10. Now here lately with Fred and stuff, I get a little bluesy, get some clean tone, weird stuff going on. But, uh, I'm a scientist now with a delay pedal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I got a couple myself after I had Chris Doan on. I went fucking off the deep end, dude. Oh, man. Those dudes are so good. Like, it's hard not to. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, when I pick up electric, it's some form of metal. And then when I go pick up acoustic, it's just always been big, you know, open chords, you know, more. Pre- I try to keep it dark, mm-hmm. but it's, it's pretty stuff, you know. I was going to say just, it was like dark. Esque, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've never, I've never picked up an acoustic and wanted to, you know, strum bar chords and stuff. I'm like, let's, you know, try to do something different with it. I, like well, my first one was a, and, yeah, my yeah. my first acoustic was a twelve string, so that probably okay. has a lot to do with it yeah. too. Um, You're kind of forced to do a full chords on that motherfucker. Yeah, that's, one wrong it just note, sounds just like, so beautiful when you when you do it. Right, but yeah, yeah, they're they're uh, picky. I'll do twelve strings of the shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've got another one now. Daryl gave me about a year or so ago. I'm, it's like slowly sanding down the new bridge I had to put on and trying to get it just right. It's mm-hmm. still, still a little wonky right now. But uh, yeah, it's a, it was always just such a different, you know, instrument for me completely. And I've never wanted to use a pick when I pick up an acoustic. Oh, okay. Uh, always just, just like and fingers. I, and I, don't, I don't, 
I don't have a very good finger style <laughs> picking. It's not that I'm, you know, following <laughs> Chet Atkins or any of these, yeah. you know, guys. You know, uh, Towns Van Zandt's probably my biggest hero when it comes to that. And I have nothing like I, I butcher his songs every time I play them, <laughs> but I try. And uh, I've, you know, yeah. I just like that quieter, fleshy feel. You know, and my vocals are so monotone quiet lows too you know it just kind of yeah. made sense to keep it all you know as muted as possible really but then you go play in a bar and it's just, you know, like <laughs> it's not even the background noise you want it to be you know yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. it's just a very low hum you know uh, it's fun though like i say they keep feeding me beer so i keep doing it um, yeah ct's been good about getting me on a lot of, i've got to play acoustic opening for a lot of metal bands and stuff you know and do some really fun shows that i've even got to play my acoustic with dead bird like we one time we like did on a, stage at the same yeah, time yeah yeah oh, one, cool. one time we did a show where they were playing acoustic too i opened up for that one um they did a strip down set uh i love that dude you know, i love when night. bands oh, do that it was beautiful um but then this was year and a half ago or so mm -hmm. we did a show at whitewater they asked me to play with them but it was a full you know full out electric you know dead bird show i didn't really understand what was happening at the time i went to one practice with them and they kind of you know ran through what was going to happen but i thought we were all just drunk and joking around yeah and uh you know uh one of the guys jeff got down on one knee and proposed to Chuck or something, you know, in the middle of the song. And I'm like, y'all are, I, I got here late. I'm obviously not as drunk as everyone else. What's going on? Little did I know we played the show a couple of days later. And at that point in the song, the, the crowd kind of splits and this guy dips, drops down on his knee and proposed to a girl in the audience. Like we oh, were doing that for them. Oh shit. Cause it was their favorite song. It was, we were doing a Leonard Skinner. I need you. I'd been covering that acoustic for a while okay. anyway, so that they asked yeah. me to do it with them. And my acoustic was just kind of more for my comfort. It was, I was just doing vocals really, oh, okay. right. you know, but, um, but yeah, it was, that was one of the cool, uh, like, I wish I could find a picture of myself from that moment because I'm sure I was jaw on the floor, just like, oh wow, somebody's actually getting married, right? and and in the back, I had him too. I'm kind of like, just say no, just so this will be like really awkward. <laughs> uh, stop playing the song and everything. I don't know. I've, I've got to do some great moments like that. Uh, CT's put me on with. Uh, Crankbait and Apothecary and uh, mm -hmm. Morning Cloak. I think that was the first like metal show I got to play, opening up acoustic, and I actually brought out my distortion pedal that time. Oh, and really? It had a loop station and everything, and uh, did a pentagram song, you know. On just, acoustic, yeah. Huh? That's <laughs> badass, man. So, yeah, I try to, I always try to kind of tailor it to the show and play, like play, which usually means <laughs> some darker, heavier stuff, you know, whatever. But True. At this point, um, I've been writing enough that I'm kind of getting away from most of those covers I've done. And I've got a couple that are pretty much in the same style as what I'm playing, you know, lesser known songs anyway, too. And uh, yeah, I really need to go record another album of that. I've got eight or nine songs I've been sitting on. Really? That I'm just... I'm just it's like a whole acoustic album, there. huh? Yeah. Yeah. I did one... Uh, Several years ago, put out six songs, and that's I was kind of looking at doing another six track one, hmm. and then saving a couple of these leftover. Try to record everything, but maybe do like a 
seven inch LP or oh. you know a little small cassette single or something like that too. That stuff's coming back. I don't. <laughs> I think it's just. My mind, I think it's just people want something to hold on to, man. It and when is I just tangible read, thing, you know. I just read the the other day, uh, like two days ago. iTunes is done. Really? They're they're just it's it's Pulled going away. Wow. So so now it's all streaming. Yeah. There's no more marketplace to just buy the fucking song. So it's like physical media is all we're gonna have left at this point. Maybe Bandcamp because you can set a you know set a price kind of iTunes style, but. Right. Jesus, dude. It, it makes sense, though. You know, you can only push forward so far until you kind of have to start over or yeah. or push back or however you want to sit. You know, like, that's that's the that's the rebellion, you know, against all that is... You dude, know, records like, have outsold CDs for two years straight. Freaking wax, you know? Like, it's a... Uh, yeah, there's definitely that... Hey, I, what I always loved about... I've always... Like I said, I've been doing a lot, digging a lot of folk and stuff like that over mm-hmm. the last few years. So my record collection is really crazy all over the place. You know, but, Fast. Uh, yeah, and because all, all these brutal death metal bands are putting out records too, so I'm going to keep buying True. them. And those are not best suited for vinyl a lot of times, but a lot of this folk stuff, you know, the cracks and pops uh-huh. add yeah, to it. Yeah. You know, it just it feels like you're sitting around the campfire listening to your buddy's jam, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, so I do, I, well, I like that. I'm not one of those purists that's like, oh, it sounds better, you know. Like, no, you know, the digital versions always come across way clearer and everything. But I always thought it was really cool looking at my mom's records when I was younger and um, just the huge format artwork, you Mm -hmm. know, if nothing else, like the tiny little details that you can come across on an LP and you try to put it on a CD cover and uh, it's just lost, you know, and... Because uh, it's kind of goes the other way. It's smaller still, but it's that cool throwback thing now that, yep. you know, it's almost like you you got to hit up a couple friends to see who's got a cassette player still so you can go over to their house and have a listening party. Yep. You know, yep. you make it. You know. Or hit up a Goodwill and pray they have right, like an old fucking right. tape deck right. so just laying there. I, I'm hoping that's kind of going to re-foster the, the community aspect of it a little bit I, in I that think sense it, maybe yeah i think it will and cassettes are surprisingly cheap as fuck they really are me and cc have been kind of trying to work on a cassette label of sort mm-hmm. you know we started putting out the tomorrow's dream ta- uh, compilation tapes uh, and but we, we got a few other releases he's been sitting on for a while some uh, like uh yob came through and played live mm-hmm. at uh, jason tedford studios we got a off the board recording oh, of that that has, hasn't been released yet. Uh, another one like that with the body when they came through, uh, and a few other big things, you know, that we're sitting on as some old wake re-releases and stuff like that. So that's tight. We're trying to really kind of get that ball rolling again and find the right company that can, you know, do everything. Another super thing cheap, I, but. that might be cool for that, man, I came across, cause you know, as a, when you're in a band, you're always trying to find fucked up ways to do marketing because it's like, well, that's been done a million times. Right. What's something stupid like lighters or, you know, a fucking pog? Can I get right. some pog oh, still, you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> like Slammers. God, why didn't I think of that? Can I get a lame Johnny pog? Yeah, yeah brother. Yeah. Here's $2. Yeah. Uh, and in my quest for ridiculous shit to market on, I yeah. found this. It's uh, Apparently, these were popular for singles in like the, I think it was the 80s maybe. I could be mistaken on the era. But it's a square piece of plastic. And it's sold as itself, and you rip the tab off the top, and inside that square is an etched song, just like a vinyl, and you set really? that square on top of a 45, and it'll actually read 
inside uh, that thing. It'll spin it around. Just a little thin layer. You, that's, mm-hmm. that's, you set it on top of any other any, any, 45. Yeah. And it, that's and it awesome. won't read. And it'll read on top of it. And so I was like, dude, and they're nothing. Yeah. But they're awesome at the same fucking time. Can you, can you stick it back to like the... I mean, is it some kind of something you can protect? There's a sleeve. Wood, I guess. There's yeah, like a plastic sleeve, sleeve yeah. yeah. Okay. And then you can, like, you tear the top off. This is what I was watching on the YouTube right. or whatever when I found it. You tear the top off and little things in there, and you set it on top of a record, and you can put, like, four songs on each side. Nice. This fucking, I was like, this is it. Yep. This is what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. So whenever the fucking record's done, this is how it's going to come out. One, it's going to sound like shit if it's on vinyl or whatever, yeah. you know, because it's not, heavy music doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't really make the jump. The same yeah. Way, yeah. You know, classic rock did, but they wrote classic rock because how they listened to music was fundamentally different. So they kind of knew that going in, mm-hmm. but when shit got heavy and computers took over, it's like, we can do fucking everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you want 400 guitar tracks? We'll put them done. on there. Done. Yeah. Done. Noise core. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a cool one to look into too. Just, yeah, just for uh, shits and giggles. I mean, it's, it's unique. I, I've never fucking seen one, and apparently they were big. I mean, I guess they all went the way of the dinosaur, but there's still companies out there pressing still them for almost made, nothing, huh? man. That's awesome. I've been yeah, I've been looking at the <coughs> um, the lathe cut vinyl is mm-hmm. like a cheap intro. I wanted to try that out on my acoustic stuff, just because it already sounds pretty bad. So it like, can't get much worse, uh, you know. But just to kind of test the. Uh, I think. I think people just want something to hold on to, man. I think so too. And uh, I don't really think they give a fuck about the production value on a vinyl. Yeah, yeah, no. I I think the best thing you can do is something really cool and different with the packaging or with the like, you know, screen print. So that's always what I'm looking at is what's the new piece of merch I can put out on the table, right? You know, what's the new um, what's the next thing thing that that nobody's got right now? That are bringing stuff back, you know, especially uh, the posters are making a big comeback. The original screen printed posters, yeah, and those those have been really fun. I I got a big big one right there. Oh, and then right there in that frame, those are both screen printed, and they're fucking gorgeous, man. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to uh, get my stuff set up where I can get back into the large format or up into the larger ones like that. I've been doing a lot of 11 by 17s and mm-hmm. whatnot for the shows just because I can get those pre-cut, you know, super right. cheap and easy. But uh, I remember when uh, John Lucas, this artist that moved into town from New York several years ago, and then he just moved up to Fayetteville a last singer, year. singer-songwriter? Uh, no, no, he's just, uh, he's a comic book artist. Uh, okay. He's, um, illustrated, whatever. He's done work on Deadpool Whoa. and like a lot of other, you know, big name stuff. That's badass. Uh, his, like I say, he was living in New York. His wife uh, was from here, Mindy. Uh, they, so they moved back a couple years ago just cause it's cheap. So yeah, here, for know. sure. <laughs> but, uh, real quickly got, you know, introduced in the music scene. <laughs> we got hooked up and he started drawing me, uh, artwork for some posters which was great because as a, a comic book art, I didn't realize it beforehand, but his style of art was exactly what I needed for my artwork to translate onto t-shirts and posters and whatever else. Usually when I work with somebody that's creating things in Photoshop or whatever, you know, yeah. and then they send me a JPEG and I'm like, well, that's crap. Yeah. It's, it's it's it looks good. I can't yeah. do anything with it though. It's you not, want this to be two feet you know, tall. I need, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I just, and layers too and everything, you know, it's like if you send me the, at least send me the Photoshop file that you created from so I can go in and get what yeah, I need out of This guy would send me, of course he's all doing it by hand on a light table and everything, but he would send me layers with crop marks and all individually broke up and everything. <laughs> 
because it was already how he did his art. You know, he was just used to that. Right. It worked out great. Uh, he still, he did all the, the artwork for Fred and. Uh, Which is. <laughs> Thank you. We're gonna get there. I just, I'm, I'm so excited. Thank you. Yeah, no, he he really helped me out with that one because it, it was such a, a concept joke band in yeah. the first place. You know that like yeah. it really needed that to sell it. You know to seal the deal. The um, anyway, he he pushed me on the posters and stuff. The or CT did, but through John's artwork and uh, yeah, it was kind of. Then one day I was just like, well, why can't I print posters? You know, I can, yeah. <laughs> I run the paper through the dryer. I use, I'm sure most people probably use water-based ink, but I use the same plus all stuff I'm using on t-shirts, mm -hmm. run through the dryer, yep. the same, you know, uh, I'm trying out newer stuff, you know, different styles to get thinner, smoother, better looking prints and everything. But yeah, it's been really fun. Uh, you work for a company or you? I do. Uh, you do? and now I've, you know, I've been screen printing since I was 19 right. all, all over town, um uh, and just worked for one shop or another this place we actually just changed the name recently to more brothers Print oh, okay. company uh, it was altura graphics for the last That's five right. years and that was kind of thing I, I met up with uh, michael moore the bass player fred uh, he was in splatter traffic with me also we yeah, met I up saw him saturday night Towards the end of uh, downtown, yeah, that's right. You guys go way back too. Mm -hmm. he sure do. When he was on that shows, venue, dude, that's so fucking yeah, yeah. sick, dude. <laughs> See, me and him, he's uh, he's got five years, I think, on me. We we didn't we barely missed during that time frame because he had kids young right. and you know yeah. kind of dropped out of the scene for a while. So as his kids are getting older, he starts coming back around towards the end of downtown music and was uh, working the door security or whatever there. Actually, uh, guys talking to his wife first, and she's like, "Oh, you make T-shirts. You need to come meet my husband." And mm -hmm. he and his buddy uh, Matt Joyce, we call Elvis, actually Elvis impersonator, <laughs> uh, <laughs> up in Branson. He's really good. Um, they had just bought some screen print equipment, but had no idea how to use it. Really. Oh, Michael, kind of his stepdad had uh, done that out in California, so he had a general idea. But he was looking for a printer, you know, was a little right. more experienced. And we got to talking, and he was already working at Altera Graphics, sign and banner shop and stuff. So the owner of that company, Mike Vasquez, basically just let us set up in the back of his shop for free and printed his shirt. You know, every time somebody came and asked him for shirts, we'd do them for dirt cheap. So he made a little money off of it. Right. We weren't paying rent. It was a really nice, a pretty sweet easy trade -off, start. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, like good way to to not go super bad into debt right off the bat trying to start a company overhead, you know? man, yeah. but we ended up kind of assuming <laughs> that into altera graphics his sister and cousin uh bought the company shortly after that mike vesquez went back to california we ran it for about four or five years like that and then just the beginning of this last year his other brother clint came in and bought out uh, the sister and cousin from their share. So now it's the two more brothers and, or, uh, Mo Bros Print Co. Mo Bros Print Co. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's super chill. We, uh, you know, we get a lot, we're actually getting more done now than we were under the previous ownership. But he, uh, the brothers just, he's been there and more involved and we're, uh, they've got everything so streamlined for me that, Unless we're crazy busy, which we're starting to get now, but I'm I've been working three days a week, and still getting just as much work done as I was in five days a week before. Really? Yeah. 
So not making a whole lot of money. But when you got five day weekends, it's hard to be mad about that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I've been really fostering my creative side here lately, and uh, yeah, it's good to have second. ample free time to. It know, is. Get, the, get the juices flowing and get the shit out of your brain and right, right. I enjoy a good day off every now and I haven't had one in uh this is week six, so Ouch. I haven't had a single day off. <laughs> I yeah. said this morning I was setting fucking tile shower floors. <laughs> uh, see, yeah, you, you get that real job, man. I, I couldn't do it. Uh, <sighs> Sometimes I wish I didn't have it either. I smoke weed all day and put pictures on t shirts. <laughs> I, I really I feel like a cartoon character the way I live my life right now. I mean, you know? It's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, and there's always something else crazy going on too. Friends will be shooting a movie or, you know, there's, you know, there's big festivals yeah, coming man. up, you know, that I'm, these hit me hard. This week's going to be crazy. I won't lie. I will like, I don't work hard, but I will be putting in a lot of hours. A lot of week. hours. Yeah. Uh, and it's just really finishing up some shirts for Crankbait and all the Mutants of the Monsters merch, uh, probably. Well, see, no, that's another thing because uh, they're doing a dark arts pop-up type, I don't know, some kind of art sale thing. Kind of show? Vino's. Oh, at Vino's? It's going to be during the day on the Sunday of Mutants of the Monsters Fest. So ah. it'll be like before the show at Whitewater that night. You know, it'll Oh, the, is there. it the merch swap thing? It's the, it's the next day. That's I think the that's next day. pretty sure they're doing that on Saturday and then this will be on Sunday. Okay. Um, my best friend Francesca talked me into. Uh, she already was going to be working a booth selling mm -hmm. uh, some rocks, crystals, and things. I was going to go just hang out with her, which turned into like, yeah, sure, I'll set up my own table and sell my wares. Yeah. Too. I don't, I, I don't know how to do this. I've never really sold my things before. I, I, I sell my printing to <laughs> yeah, yeah. other people who want to Your sell services, their things. Your services, not yes, the yes, things the that come from labor, the services. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but uh, this is that awkward spot of, because I'm not an artist, you know, so like I've, <laughs> I've oh, heavily manipulated. I'd say screen print some kind of a fucking art. I, 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 that's what I'm I've tried my say. hand at it and I've fucked it up plenty <laughs> of times to be like, motherfucker, man. <laughs> I, I've been doing it about 15 years now, so I, I've gotten kind of jaded to it, but uh, right. I'm also teaching Michael as we go to, you know, like he's trying to get better. He's been printing for a while, but like right now we're trying to push him into two and three color prints or, mm -hmm. you know, like weird placement things and get all that out of the way so that maybe I can take a vacation someday and, you know, like, yeah. Uh, the shop the, won't fall apart. But. You were talking earlier about uh, I think I think more bands who are up and coming should hear that part again. The yeah. when you send your files, oh yeah, yeah, to <laughs> to a fucking print shop because I used to work at a print shop too. Yeah, and no lie, we had the it's same trash. issues, but we we did large format. We did like fucking billboards. Oh and shit. yeah, yeah. People, and, have and no people, idea. Would, people would send you a JPEG, and you're like. A thumbnail. This is a forty <laughs> foot by sixty foot fucking yeah. thing, and you want something you got off of Google? You didn't yeah. even click on the picture yeah. to get the full size. You just drug the thumbnail over, yeah. and they're like, "Yeah, that won't work." Like they just don't understand. They don't understand when it looks like Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. That's like, what. Yeah. yeah, the one I can remember was a play at the fucking uh, theater house. They had, they had this backdrop of a river map, right. and dude, when it was printing, we were laughing in the print yeah, shop because yeah. we were like this it's looks so you can't see anything but from a hundred feet back you could yeah, sort of make good. out yeah. like this river channel it looks like such dog shit that's the hardest part I, this is the first shop i've been at that does signs banners and stuff too so uh yeah about five years ago i started getting into that a little bit mm -hmm. and realizing that 
wow, this looks so bad right here in front of me. But yeah, it's when you put it up, you know, 100 feet away or way up in there or whatever, it, a lot of that stuff will, will work itself out. Or a lot of the billboards you see and stuff are like that. Oh, they really, look like shit. You know, they're terrible. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. just nobody ever gets up that close. So, and they're much bigger. They're 40 feet by 60 feet, most I, of them. I walked up on one of the, the low ones that, you know, is only a few feet off the ground. Yeah. I got up on the framework of it. Uh, over by Whitewater a few weeks ago, just uh, just out of curiosity, because honestly, this one w- had like a banner, co- like a vinyl wrap cover. Yeah, that's what they do. Are now. they, are they yeah. all like that? Okay. Yeah, we. It's basically a fucking tarp. Yeah. That you stick. It comes on a roll. Uh-huh. Same shit. Tarps made out of. Yeah. And you feed it through all these feeders and shit, and it comes in this massive fucking printer. I mean, this, right. those things are stupid. And then it just one little line at a time, literally an inch wide. Oh yeah. For 60 feet, it comes all the way back. Woo, 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 woo. Uh, Dude, it's a, yeah. And you're listening to that fucking thing. What do the ink cartridges look like on that thing? Huh? Right? What do the ink cartridges look like on that thing? Probably like uh, a lot of them. We use the, the UV. So light, light cured. So oh, it has oh, a yeah, light yeah. on each end of the head. So nice. as it's passing by both sides, Dry it's drying at the same time. Smart. Smart. Yeah, I'm I'm mainly you know used to the t-shirt thing, which is it's it's hit and miss. I mean, there's some customers that think everything is beautiful and great and amazing. Some yeah. people are just never going to be happy no matter what you do. That's every um, industry. Yeah. And then, but then with t-shirts, it's you know, especially if it's bands, you know, like yeah, it might be up on the wall 10 feet away in some situations, you know, where you're behind the behind merch, the merch table, guy, right? Yeah. And in a kind of dark club and, you know, and it looks great on a first glance. And a lot of people that buy those shirts from it, that's the only time they ever look at it. You know, they, they kind of glance in their drawer from then on to know what shirt they're putting on. But most people aren't looking nearly as close as I am. So I know I'm overly anal about it and I want them all to be exactly perfect. And right. it just... Uh, that's the biggest thing I've been dealing with the last few years is trying to <coughs> get used to like saying that, you know, no one else will ever see that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing as being on stage, you it know, is. when you're performing, you're like, as long as you don't show it on your face, that- 90% of the crowd will never hear you. We mistakes. had a technical difficulty. Yeah. I swear to God, dude, Saturday night, yeah. every single person was like, we would have never known if you would have just shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah. But when you say it or even just wince, you know, and show that little look on your face or anything, people are like, Oh yeah, he must be. Oh dude, when you get into printing too, dude, you can start, you start to look at stuff. They call it blowout. Yeah. You know, it's like all the little dots and shit. Like even this notebook, it's just like, yeah, I can see some mistakes. Like it just, it's an imperfect art really. Unless it's just the most flawless print heads and like your screen, when you're screen printing all the, the the other shit is out and the screen is nice and tight and the just a perfect pull on the ink and like mm. there's so many variables yeah, it really is and then it's pretty nerdy really I was yeah. here thinking about it <laughs> I, I used to get like really because sometimes you know material or time or whatever is limited or the artwork is just it is what it is and comes down to it and hey you need this t- today so this is what i have for you and you start immediately apologizing for the quality of it. And they're like, dude, that looks fantastic. What yeah. are you talking about? And you're like, man, I should have shut up. Shut up. Because <laughs> now you're looking at it closer. Uh-huh. Now you're and you're like, oh, well, yes. And people are usually still pretty cool. Uh, my, the thing I keep coming back to, I think it was John Lucas, actually, the artist uh, that told me the first time or two, he sent me some stuff. And he wasn't quite sure that um, he had it sized exactly right, if, if the overlap was going to mess me up, this, that, whatever. But as he was 
you know, self-criticizing all that stuff and saying, I'm sure you'll do fine with it. I think he said, uh, I'm told something to the effect of like, you know, there might be some mistakes here or there, but I'm told that's part of the charm of screen printing. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> I'm going to use that. <laughs> Thank so you, sir. Every, every <laughs> fingerprint now on one of my posters <laughs> or smudge or like a bad spot on the screen. Sweat drops thing, go, down. Yeah, there's fuck. some blood mixed in that. But, uh, you know, tore the edge off of this. Your shirt's got a hole in it. It's the charm. You ever had any wild printing. shit like that, dude? Somebody brings you like a vial of blood, like, I want some of this in every poster. Will somebody please do that? No. They, like, yes, dude, dude. I need more weird stuff like that. Uh, I'd no, fucking do it. I have a... Man, you know, I was thinking about that because uh, I've had a lot of friends die over the last couple of years. Some of them have mm-hmm. some ashes from. Uh, and I have my dad, even. I still have his ashes. uh that I've wanted to mix in with some tattoo ink and I've got uh-huh. one or two artists who are cool with cool it with and it. say that it's, you know, in the black and just a very little bit because it's more of a <laughs> right. symbolic thing, you know, than anything. Right. Uh, they got the, the place now that's mixing ashes into vinyl records, put in the clear Dude, vinyl. Uh, frisbees, and, I saw a guy. Yeah, oh, okay, got pressed yeah, into Frisbees. Like, there's so much cool stuff <laughs> like, you can do with cremains. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, Violet Blood would be even better if I could... It would have to be something that, like where it's like a small highlight in the print. Maybe you know this one little part is red or something. But I don't even know if I'd probably have to or print a white one, face first. One blood teardrop oh, off of yeah. a face of something, and it's, and it's real blood, blood, dude. Could you imagine? Um, you could sell those shirts for fifty bucks a pop, easy. <laughs> yeah. Even if it was fucking a human design. DNA yeah. in there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's a time oh, capsule dude. for when the Martians take over, right? <laughs> they can remake humanity. Oh, good lord. I started thinking about that the other day. Like, (laughs) can you imagine the crap? If, if, I'm hoping if and when Mother Nature takes it back very soon, because uh, it's, it's got to be coming, you know, we're, we're reaching a tipping well, point Well, if the Arkansas here. River right now yeah, is any yeah, indicator, it just, <laughs> shit's it just fucked swells up, up and, <laughs> and sucks us all down. And then, you know, maybe a couple hundred years, thousands of years, well, I don't know, whatever, the next civilization, and they, they go through our iPods and our, you they know, these little things like artifacts. Yeah, like, can, can you imagine the... The, I think oh. I was talking about memes is what, what brought it to oh, that. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was like the meme <laughs> culture that's so interlaced in our conversation and everything else now, too, at this point. you know. And uh, I went and saw my, my niece graduate in Oklahoma City last weekend. And uh, her and her friends, they've they've got memes on their T-shirts. You yeah. know? And I'm just yep. like, oh, I missed out on that market already. You know, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> somebody else is, you know, I'm just going to start. Time to jump Printing, in, dude. like Twitter posts on t-shirts or something. Boom, billion dollars. Boom, 20 Retire bucks a throw, bro. 20 bucks. <laughs> you know? That shit is, you know, there's a market for everything, dude. They it say really if is. you can think of it, you better start because you're already fucking you're five years behind. Yep. Yeah. So no. even, even on little shit, like a t-shirt. Right. Like I was like, oh, dude, I want to print my logo on some band socks once. And then lo and behold, I go to Warp Tour and boom, socks, socks, belts, all kinds of shit. Like, well, I'm I'm out. No more socks. (laughs) It'd still be cool. It is. Uh, uh, Somebody brought up to me recently, wanted to do some uh, like lighters, which I've tried lighters before. I'm having mixed results. I'm still working on that. But uh, matchbooks. So I was like, whoa, now that's. That's doable. easy, cardboard, cheap. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, I was like, I'm sure I can get a billion of them for four dollars. Um, oh, Amazon, you yeah, know, right. <laughs> and uh, so I did immediately, and now I'm working on 
Those, but yeah, just you know, any of the, the tiniest little, little fucking little stupid things that you know, and, and even if it's to that point where you're just as a band, you pretty much have to give it away. As long as that, you, as long you, as you didn't spend things. that much on it, you, you need know? those things exactly. Buttons, pins, the, stickers, dude. I don't. I sometimes we'll sell them if that's all we got mm. and we just need the fucking money. But a lot of times, dude, if it's a buy anything of value, yeah, here, take a give bag of this free. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give or, one to your friends. Too. Or do some yeah, sticker maybe. slaps outside of a venue, just right. you know, just on random flagpoles and shit. It's right. whatever. Right. Yeah, that's that's been my goal here lately. Is uh, how can we do everything? Is uh, you know, it's all, it has to be a certain level of awesome if I'm going to put my name on it, but it needs to be a certain level of cheap for bands to afford it. Yeah. And you say, especially when you look at, you know, stuff they were giving away a lot of times too. That's it's, a pretty hard order, man. It's it really all, is. like shit. I don't know. It is. Because uh, a lot of times, you know, uh, a lot of people don't realize what goes into the setup of screen printing. You know, mm-hmm. the actual act of printing itself is nothing. I usually do that in a few minutes, you know, but... Uh, you know, burning the screens, cleaning the screens to get them. Burn, Dude, you know, that, that burning the screen, the right shit. one, yeah. especially when you got really fine line artwork or half tones or stuff like that. You know, I do. I'm doing a lot. The uh, Dead Bird, the last two shirts I printed for them have been full color album artwork stuff. Shit, that, um, I've only got six colors on my press, so that right. means I have to do everything in half tones and blend the colors together to make all these other. You know, and it's like. When you start doing stuff like that, I don't know what it's going to look like until I get that first shirt. You know, I can, right. I'm burning six screens, taping them all off. You know, I might spend two, three hours, and that's not counting you what, try each run what Michael did with me on the, the artwork beforehand. It's just getting the whole job set up in the first place just oh to get God. one good-looking shirt. Now, once I get it set up, I might just be – you know, depending on how big the run is, it might just be a couple of hours at yeah. most or something. Of well, because then it's just squeegee and ink through yeah. a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. push them through, send them on the dryer. They got the, the dry, conveyor dryer, like uh, Quiznos, you know. That shit's so awesome, dude. We then, cook food in ours at the, when yeah, I was doing yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I reheat my lunch all the time. Right and uh, plus it's nice in the winter, you know, keeps it crispy in there. We, yeah. we just got our ductwork fixed where so like the vent of it building. is blowing up out through the ceiling now. So summer is not... As is it bad. is it the same like big giant blue fucking like most uh, of the ones I've seen are like these basically big blue. this one's like a an old I, I drove up to Russellville a few years ago and got this one for dirt cheap off a of, uh, some print shop up there that upgraded so it's it's good brands national equipment drive, mm-hmm. but uh it's old gray. it probably was blue at one point <laughs> baked all the fucking just, paint off yeah. <laughs> it's just it, steel uh, now <laughs> things a trooper uh, we had a we had a better one we got in another deal as far as like it was newer and you know um a few more features on it or whatever but this one that i've already had came with like an extra motor for the belt two extra heating elements and st- so even the stuff that's gonna break on it i've had it for almost five years now and mm-hmm. the stuff that's gonna break eventually i've got replacement parts already for dope so uh yeah i've been i've been really happy with that <laughs> finally like since about five years into this company and we're finally really getting everything down to a good streamlined form and getting that's where awesome. michael can help me out because we you know we started out as a sign working at a sign and banner shop right and which was cool because T-shirts have always been that seasonal kind of thing like everything else. You know, you bang right. out during the summer, the winters are slow. Mm-hmm. But we had the signs and the banners and stuff kind of kept that steadier through, you know, so I could go back and forth and, or just do artwork or whatever. Yeah, you know, like home builders and yeah. shit, getting their yard signs made. And yeah, yeah. There's it, That kind of kept us a lot more 
you know, even, but here lately it's been t-shirt. Like that's our 90% of our business probably at this point is t-shirts and even for all businesses and stuff. And, and I love that enough bands, you know, around here at this point know me or say right. my name or whatever. It's where like, I, I don't have to advertise myself anymore or anything. Usually, you know, I stay pretty busy and, and just, you know, kind of managed to get everybody taken care of and, Try to keep it cheap so we can all make a little gas money at least, you know. There you go. Hey, uh, oh, actually, I was supposed to tell you, I talked to my dad earlier. He wants your company's uh, card. He, oh, he's got to get shirts made for his business, too. So. Right <laughs> now before I forget, before and, I know, forget cause uh, Lord knows. If you, uh, if you look at your driveway, I've got a big uh, big white van that's it's still got the <laughs> the logo and stuff from our old uh, the oh, yeah. graphic stuff on it. I need to strip that off and redo it. But I actually bought this van from the previous owners of the company last year. But I, I uh, probably shouldn't be putting this out there. I don't have a driver's license. I haven't had one in like 10 years. I'm not going to get one yeah. at this I don't even care yeah, anymore. I you know, in like 20 years, dude. Uh, but, you know, and it's hard to keep insurance and tags straight and everything, too. So, you know, I, I live downtown, though, so the cops down there, they don't really, they're not going to bother me so much. I, I yeah, get, they got bigger problems. I get a little nervous, though, yeah. when I step back out here in Saline County and stuff. You know, my son lives not far, so I'm always having to come out here and pick him up, drop him off at least. And these cops, they hate me, first off, just they hate in everybody. general. It's, they're bored to death. They have yeah, nothing better to do that's exactly except what create it is. revenue. Uh, but they also passed that law just here in Saline County a few years back. The driving on suspended is a mandatory two days in jail, yep. a $400 fine. Yep. Versus, and when I learned that <laughs> on my way to jail, <laughs> I had I had tickets in my passenger seat from driving on suspended in Little Rock, North Little Rock, where it was like $120, $140 ticket. And they yeah. let me go on about my way. You know, and so I was so like, like All right, give now. me my ticket. Let me go on about And they're like, no, new law, man. So, so yeah, I. I, I, I'm having a blast right now, but I do hate this place. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, this I do. No, this, trust me. This town, you know, uh, like in general. It is area. in my uh, near future to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I had to. I would have died. It here, just, uh, the worst thing about this town, dude, is it had all the potential to it be really the best does. town. It really does. You know? And and they just they just let it go to the wayside. Like, this could have been premier fucking living mm -hmm. on for everyone. Yeah. And they just went, you know what? Put a fucking 18 McDonald's's, yes. uh, 900 <laughs> so we subways. Yeah. We want four Walmarts. It's yeah. just fucking stupid. Billion man. banks. As if we, yeah. any of us had any money at this point. This is a two, <laughs> like, this, this two square mile anymore? town from is, the is interstate. That, it's two square it, miles. Yeah, yeah. There are wow. 15 banks. Yeah. Two square miles. Necessary. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, we could bitch about this town all yeah, day. Yeah, we true, would true, true. But I want to get to. I'm, I'm, I'm going to twist you into Little Rock at some point. Oh, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. I was actually looking at a place the other day, not to get my hopes up, but you know, I'm. I kind of still want to be like I, I live right now, so I kind of yeah, want yeah, some land because I have. I've had this for fuck. I've lived here for twenty something years. And I got uh, the listeners don't know, but I got like ten acres and a pond, and it's yeah. fucking beautiful. And like, I got it would one, be hard to let go. Yeah, like, dude, I got one fucking neighbor. You know, like right. it's pretty nice to be in a city. Yeah, but this is the last. You're, you're piece right of here off the freeway too, so you know it's not like dude. Literally three going minutes. to my mom's house because I, I make her come see me, and she <laughs> understands because she has yeah. a license, and I know. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, there's there's a lot of it I do miss, you know, growing up with, you know, woods in the backyard, you know, trails everywhere, like mm-hmm. not far away, all that kind of stuff. Um, but that stuff's accessible still. It is, yeah. I'm not for nothing's really for you know, in mm-hmm. central Arkansas. And I mean the river trail, I mean it's underwater right now, but it's pretty fucking nice. Yeah. I've been really there a few is. times. It really is. There, there's a lot of a lot of good stuff <laughs> for me downtown and plus I I've actually I've been slowing down a little bit. I guess it's a getting older thing or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I was got to a point where it was going to show I was either playing a show or going to a show four to six nights a week. Uh, yeah, you know? And and then trying to squeeze in practice before or after the show, you know, just constant, constant and and most of them were happening, you know, somewhere in their downtown area. So, yeah, it just it made sense for me to stay close, like within walking distance if yeah. necessary. Yeah. You know, uh, just fucking convenient, and, really. And, and plus, like I said, this van I just got running several months ago. I was on foot for a good six months, mm. and then riding the bus for another like year, year and a half after that. Which that's a hell of a thing. If you've never Dude, ridden the bus as an adult, no, oh yeah, it's different. I did uh, it once when I was like sixteen, dude. I never. Oh uh, yeah, it, and I, it 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 opened my eyes to a lot of a lot of stuff. You know, it was right there in my town with a lot of people that you know, and forced me to interact with some people at a time that I really didn't want to. I was super depressed after my best friend killed herself. And yeah, like going on, and but it. So I'm glad I had that moment of, you know, kind of retouching with my roots right there in my community. Because I do, even, you know, living downtown, working downtown, going shows around there, you still catch yourself driving by things a lot, not really noticing at all, you know. But when you're on foot <laughs> or, yeah. or running to the bus stop, you, you know, no, like, you no, know. You have, like, no choice but to yeah, notice you're just gonna look you around talk to people you wouldn't more, normally talk to. Right, that kind of right, thing. right. So... It's been really fun, but I, I'm glad to be mobile again. It makes it a lot easier picking yeah. up my kid and, uh, you know, just doing adult things. Well, we still have, like, that spread out here. Like, it's more of a sprawl than right. it is, like, a condensed, you know. Yeah, it's, everybody's got a little elbow room. and Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I always think of this place like a little micro Texas. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, everything's just far away from everything. You right. still have to own a car here. You can't. You really can't not own a car here because right, you yeah. have to go so many fucking places. It's like, damn, dude. It's I know it's only 12 minutes by car, but if I'm fucking walk, I'm going to be walking all day. You know? Even uh, even just going to like Guitar Center, West yeah. Rock from my house on the bus is like a four-hour round trip because oh, of the way I got you know, the, Yeah, the layovers uh, and this and that. And, you know, like, and then you're constantly like running, running, running to try to catch. They, they, they stop, buses stop running at like, uh, eight o'clock on weeknights, six on Saturday, four on Sunday. Damn. You know, so yeah, if you, you know, God forbid, you got a night job. You know, oh, yeah, God forbid. You know? like, uh, and yeah, I got here four hours early because the bus doesn't run. I would. Uh, I mean, I guess it worked out so much because I just drink and not really notice, but I'd, I'd end up <laughs> catching buses two shows and then having to walk home a lot. And it was uh, ten blocks away from Vino's, but Whitewater's mile and a half mm, or so. Farther, you know, yeah. Over, yeah. River, good thirty blocks or so. so there's, a, there's a nice interstate some, in the way too. <laughs> yeah, there's been, been a lot of stumbling around that area for me. But uh, so, dude, let's talk about Fred. Fred is so much fun. <laughs> I, we, did we play the first show? Did we play your first show? I don't know. 
I know it was that early. That was our second one. Second show. Yeah, yeah, we did the second show with you guys, which was such a blast, by the way. Thanks for having us on that. Oh, uh, dude, I, I want to play more shows yeah, because we, we absolutely need to. When we got there, I don't think it was clear to me that you were Fred. In a band. Yeah, that was the thing. We, we, we thought we were... I guess we were just having fun with it, trying to do something different, but we kind of kept it really quiet for what we we thought. the The funny thing would be if this band just popped out of nowhere, yeah. and it's people you know, but you didn't know <laughs> that they were doing it. Yeah. You know, well, it worked on me. <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, it, the all right. So the, the original joke was uh, Erickson Skinner. Mm-hmm. You know, he's moved away to he started at, out playing drums with us. And it, and it was me, him, and Michael were all working together. Uh, we finally just, you know, settled kind of on a, a Spotify playlist that satiated everyone because we all came from way different metal. But we all loved heavy music, but you know, Eric's more styles, classic yeah, rock yeah. and stuff for sure. You know, uh, uh, as, as everybody thought we were stupid for putting him on drums, and he wasn't doing any vocals at all. And I kind of like I really wanted his voice involved in it more, but. When I when he told me he played drums, I was like, "Oh well, hell, you know, Michael already plays bass. Like, yeah, let's start a band." You know, we kind of settled on stuff that we could all agree on, which turned ended up being a lot along the lines of like uh, big business and uh, baroness type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of B bands. Basque is one that uh, <laughs> really is <laughs> huge influence on, on me and Erickson. Both we caught them at two different shows here in Little Rock. You know. And, it kind of, yeah, it just kind of became that, like, okay, what if we did something like that? that you know, and plus uh, a lot of instrumental stuff, inf- you know, a lot of Pelican, Isis type stuff we were listening right. to at the time. And uh, <coughs> me and Michael kind of met more on this, I guess they were calling it like post-hardcore type stuff. Uh, kind of the, that talky vocals, you know, yeah, yeah, where yeah. all the yeah, guys are just kind of yelling at you. And really, you know... Like say that that music kind of having a lot of ambient stuff too, but yeah, also he was real big in that early days shit. You know? Those early those early records, with yeah. Those, he, and that talk he, yell thing was he, big. He turned me on to a lot of that stuff, and to where I found like the ones that I actually really liked, and you know, uh, Redeemer is a big one that you know most click on. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, it was just, we finally kind of said like, okay, well, let's start a band. That sounds like this, and. Before we even played anything together, we were just talking about it. Me and Erickson were having a conversation one day. Says we were talking basically about how awkward it can be having to tell people your band name sometimes. You know, especially I'm in my hands to war. You know, yeah. it's a mouthful of a That's band a, name, and know, everyone goes, "My what? Huh? Then I had why, to. Why just your hands? What? Did, what Dude, what then I just have to. Then it's a whole story. A, yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. to the gas station attendant for thirty minutes. I came in here for a pack of smokes. <laughs> right, like, what right. the fuck? It's not that serious. <laughs> Listen to the CD. Yeah. Uh, well, that was the thing, you know, and especially with death metal, it gets even worse. You know, like you run into somebody in Walmart that you haven't seen in 10 years, mm-hmm. you know, what are you up to? Oh, yeah, you're still playing music. And they're already making fun of you in their head, you know. Sometimes, <laughs> I, sometimes I think it's genuine, but, they're but sometimes also, I feel like I get that. There's st- jealousy, too. It's it's mixed, you know, even when they think they're doing better than you because they've got their family and white picket fence and all that, you know, right. and you know, 401ks or whatever. I don't know how that stuff works, but... Uh, Trokes on still, you, I'm going to be dead before retirement. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, we're not going to live through this. Let's just party until it goes down, man. 
but yeah, running into people like that and having to have those conversations, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, what's your band name? Oh, Burning Nursery." Burning <laughs> you, Nursery. You like plant? No, children, uh, <laughs> babies, <laughs> babies in particular, little small babies, uh, or really a slut bucket. Ones. You know, playing slut bucket. I play <laughs> splattered in traffic. You know, uh, we. <laughs> <laughs> all these horrible things that you have to say to very normal people who aren't ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes we just got to making up dumb name, you know, to try to, you know, like acid cut. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's your band name, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, so this one was kind of Erickson had. He's like, dude, what if it? What if your band name was like just somebody's name? You know, and I forget what he said, you know, like Mark or Robert or something. You know, <laughs> just, just yeah, very yeah. basic. You know, oh, yeah, play, play, We're play Mark. Mark. <laughs> right? We just, Someone fucking we steal both, that. We both just died laughing at the thought of this, you know, like what it was. And I was like, okay, let's go one further. Um, I don't want to name the band Martin, but let's say we name the band Martin. First album, Lawrence. Okay, second album, oh, short. Famous Martins. You know, yeah, you just go down yes. the line, you know, with famous whatevers, you know, the, and and mainly just so that on the spine of the CD that we're very rarely going to actually release, but like just so that on the spine there it just says, you know, Martin Lawrence, Martin right. Short, whatever, going down that line. And we ran through a couple other names and we decided we wanted something that was kind of uh, – outdated starting to say you know like right you probably don't know too many freds left at this point they're usually kind of older guys <coughs> if you do you know their kids have no whatever idea. right yeah. right and um but it's not that level it's not something that's totally you know it's not done 100 yet. years ago yeah, like, yeah. People, people like felix the cat very much recognizable yeah. but but yeah it also kind of stands out it's not anyway we thought that was you know, kind of a good one, and Im- immediately realized like, oh, there's like twelve albums built into this right off the bat. Oh, you know, yeah. so we start running down the lists, and it's been so fun because it helps me to create it in the sense that I don't, I don't have that much to talk about anymore. What I do have to talk about, I feel like I'm getting rid of a lot of in my acoustic stuff because that's all the emotional, right, you right. know, depressed yeah. was me stuff, and. um all that you know, teen angst and everything is long sure. gone. I the politics, are, politics are there, but sure. I don't give a shit yeah. about that. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to talk about it. You know, I, I give a shit. I just I don't want to sing about that stuff. So you know, this was just kind of like let's have fun and spit out a whole bunch of EPs. Not put too much thought into any let's of them. It. You know, so ideally we were gonna crank out about three EPs within the first like year and a half or so. Uh, I think I'm kind of hitting that mark right now, and I'm still struggling to get the second one out. But that was the we were like, you know, the only way this joke's going to really land is if we just show up out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and we've got all this merch that you know that the artwork is all tying it together, you know, and like people because and everybody was, I'm sure everybody was thinking, even people that know me and just didn't realize I was in the band, you know, were probably seeing it on flyers and stuff and thinking like, who, what the hell is Fred, you know, and oh, like, everyone I know that doesn't know, yeah, when you say Fred, they're who the fuck the names fuck? their yeah, what Fred? kind of jackass <laughs> comes up with that, right? We're those jackasses, yeah, dude, and it works so well, man. That's why I fucking love what you've done with this thing. <laughs> well, and hey, a lame Johnny is really nice too, that like that invokes so many images, you know. 
but it, you know, it's just it's some guy's name, you know, with the Swallowed flight is. description. It was you a know, nickname. Or, yeah. And like, it, I don't know. I, I think it, that that's it's like we were talking about too. It's just what's that next thing we can do to, to you know, just to mix it up a little bit. And plus, when you immediately go in with some concepts in mind, right? It's like, oh, there's all my lyrics right there, you know. And now yeah, I get I to say, sit around and thematic. watch the Flintstones, you yeah, know, dude, the and Flintstone watch Prince the. Uh, so we did. We put out the Flintstone EP. It's up uh, Spotify, everywhere else right now. Go check it out. Uh, it's probably kind of hard to find. There's an uh, amazing amount of material about Fred Flintstone on Spotify or <laughs> other joke albums and things like that, or maybe some soundtracks. I don't know. But uh, yeah, search for it. You'll find it. It's the, the Stoner Doomy Sludge one. I think like on Facebook and stuff, if you search Yabba Dabba Doom, with yeah, but that was, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, and was, was, we put that on the back of one of our t-shirts. That was John, another one of John Lucas's idea. I'm telling you, we I gave him the general concept for uh, for one lo- the the one logo that he did. I was like, we had this idea for like, uh, imagine like a Stegosaurus, you know, and a um, and a woolly mammoth, yeah, you know, had a love child. <laughs> And his name was Fred. <laughs> we want that to be our logo. <laughs> and he fucking nailed it. Yeah, this thing dude. has scales and, uh, you know, with the tusks and everything, you know, and it was so it's cool. Brilliant. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I had some other ideas. Boom, boom, boom. And gave me the, the Fred head, you know, with all evil looking. With the, uh, with the fucking cap from the yeah, lodge, he's got lodge the, cap. Uh, yeah, the, the Grand Poobah, yeah, yeah. which we ended up writing a song about that I, th- I think after we saw that art we were like oh that's got to be one of the songs now yeah i don't know it, it, this band has just fed itself constantly you know i've uh, everything else i've done up until just a few years ago when i got in so many bands at once right um everything else when every, anytime i had one band I, I felt like it was my baby and then i had some friends that were helping me out on it right but i think they even all kind of knew that that you know like I was going to have the main say in how things went. I was basically writing. Yeah, you're the you dude. Know, it was the, yeah. yeah. Like I, I had a very specific, you know, goal. And even though that was a terrible idea because everyone else had way better ideas than Yeah, I should have been more open to, you know, and trying to work. But I think that's the way it just happens a lot of times. You've always got somebody that's going to push a little bit harder. And always, that, man. And that makes the band go. You know, everybody else keeps it you know everybody helps and does their parts and stuff you know but you got to have that somebody that's like it's like you're the guy with all the gusto it's like if you guys just help me help you right when i ask please just do it and then we'll get there together yeah Yeah. i'll gladly do all the rest of the script and Mm -hmm. because i because i don't trust you sorry (laughs) 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 it's it's really what i'm saying is i'm better than you and fuck everything (laughs) i'd like like to do it all myself but i only have these two arms and two legs no uh (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I've I've finally getting a lot better at just playing the part uh, and being part of a team, yeah. and 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 it's really helped to uh, playing with a lot of musicians who are way better than me, mm-hmm. and where you have no choice but to, like just you know I'm trying. I to keep know up. that feeling, dude. Just trying to keep yeah. up, you know, and trying like <laughs> hoping y'all don't fire me before. Or I'm just like <laughs> looking over my shoulder for a better bass player that might be still sneaking here. up. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, do y'all not notice how bad I am? Uh, that's how I always felt with the band and the artifice. Those dudes are just ridiculous. What's going uh, on with the band, dude? So ATA is, yeah, it's been like, 
we never called it an official hiatus, but it just kind of got so. And it was dumb because we kept on, kept on. We we're practicing every week. I know we we're like constantly getting better and tighter and writing all this new stuff. But we we would have like show offers fall through, and we'd you know we canceled another offer because of this one, and then it you know so then you got nothing. So we just ended up with all these months and months going in between. And kind of lost all that momentum we had built up several years back. Uh, I finally had to go on there a few months ago and change the cover photo on the Facebook because I realized it said new album 2017. Oh, shit, <laughs> dude. Like, oh, this is 2019 and we still don't have it yet. Like, <laughs> I, better, I can't believe nobody's called us on that. Um, 2015, we put out that first album, you know, and we've got like well over another album's worth of material that but we we kept cycling through uh one guitarist after another mm-hmm. people moving and coming back and moving and so and well, being that complex too it's probably hard to not to find someone that can it yeah it know. is there there's you know really only a handful of guys around here that are <coughs> on that level and not to mention, hopefully, you have some decent equipment. And, and not already in another band. Not already in, yeah. like, five other bands. Right. And, the, and, or, you know, have a lot of family commitments, real jobs. That, can that live prevent, shit, yeah, you know, that, yeah. yeah. I have, that's honestly one of the things I've loved the most about Fred. This is the first three-piece band I've ever built. Isn't you it know? the best? It's so much fun. I'm looking it's for. Underrated. I think I'm going to do a two piece next, yeah. <laughs> just to see if it gets better. Dude, lame Johnny's so easy, but it I is, just I text know? two people. It's like, and they're both almost yeah. always like right. sure, and then it's just done. Yeah, done. <laughs> yeah. And which you know, I thought that was really cool about the acoustic stuff for a while too, because it was it's just me. Just your say so. And, like yeah. say, and at the end of the night, I get a little money, and I don't have to split it with nobody, you oh. know. And I can you know, kind of like. But at the same time, it's all on you. And that, you know, yes, like marketing and merch, so, yeah, yeah, everything, and, and booking I shows. Suck at all that, really. Like I've, <coughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good at uh, pushing my band to do it and kind of taking the lead in that. Sometimes I've been slacking here lately, but uh, I've, I've usually been pretty good at kind of taking the lead on that stuff. But I need other people to help. You know, I can't. Oh, be, yeah. And especially when it's just you, there's also that extra level of. Like, well, I don't really want to talk about how awesome this is because then I'm that guy and I'm, uh-huh. you know, full of myself or whatever. So, but you have to be if you're selling your art, you know, of any form, really. There's a fine line between cocky, arrogant asshole and 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 guy trying to make it. There is, and I think I've met like maybe three people ever that know how to walk that line. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. And you, yeah. and most either fall hardcore one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, so I tried to be like the the self deprecating. That's you know, me too, man. Very, I shit all over myself. Like, Whenever it was like know. someone's like, you suck, yeah. I'm like, I tell myself that every fucking day. Like, thank you. You have no idea how much, but uh, but yes, thank you. You want to talk about thank it? Thank you for noticing. <laughs> yes. you wanna, dude, there's literally a club. You want to join? Yeah. <laughs> no, um, so, so is the idea for Fred to, because so first we got Flintstone, which yeah, is, yeah. I, I, I literally cannot express my excitement and joy for there's a fucking band that exists. Called Fred. Put out an album, album called Fred. <laughs> and the, the, it just makes me. And it's funny because like you listen to the songs and nobody, I don't think would ever guess that at all. You know, uh, there's first of all, like there's very light 
lyrics and Fred. Right? Yeah, they're but, few and far between. Yeah, we, it's more mu- music instrumental based, yeah. sludgy doom kind of stuff. And it, and it, it was it just started as us getting really high and jam, you know, turning sound, yeah. all the lights down, you know, and everything, uh, like some incense, you know. It was it, it kind of reminded me of my band Chronic Ritual that was always about that just that literal ritual of you know smoking weed with your bros mm-hmm. and getting the the mood right you know everything set right to where you just, and you just kind of jam and let it flow and that's how all of our songs came about except for the, actually the first song on Flintstone Bedrock I had most of that written years ago and I've been trying to put it in every band I've done for several years and this was finally like you know <laughs> I'm going to do it this time and you're it's it's Drums, bass, guitar, right? Yeah, and you're it. looping stuff. I, I live loop uh, a lot of the guitar. I'm I'm trying to get away from that. We uh, we finally got more distortion going on on the bass now. Okay. Got him a nice fuzz going on, and I'm uh, trying to just because it's one of those things that you know you'll practice it and practice and practice it and nail it a hundred times, and then on stage mm-hmm. something fucks up. The, well, or and, the lack of monitors and you can't yeah. hear it. Yeah, so somebody can't hear your drummer right, can't hear it. Yeah. That, you know, and so. Loops are dangerous, man. They when really it's are. Multiple people involved. We got yeah. really lucky when we were recording. We went in uh, to Wolfman with Tedford, and I've always been super comfortable with him. I think that was part of it. But yeah, he's a nice guy. We went in there and cranked up and ran through pretty much everything live. I had to, uh, I had to touch up. I added or went back and added a guitar solo and touched up like one or two tiny little parts. But mo- if you listen to Flintstone, most all of that was live looped in the studio. All three of us just played in one room together. I went back and redid the, uh, the vocals afterwards, of course. Oh, you know, of but, course. Uh, That's still yeah, impressive. We actually got live away looping? With, with looping all that in. Cause, and I was asking Deb for the time. I was like, hey, this is stupid, right? Like I should just play the one Single part and then come back and, and retract it. Yeah. Right? It makes a lot more sense. And he was like, well, yeah, you know, I mean, that's – gonna be probably cleaner and more you know once we get it all done said but it is time consuming he's like if y'all are used to doing it this way maybe just try it and we did we just tried it and it was pretty awesome so did you get did you get a lot of it single take yeah just one run yeah we actually did i think uh or i think we basically kind of went through each song a couple of times and basically said like go ahead and record but this one's probably trash right you know and then, but most of those we ended up keeping. Isn't that I, funny? I, I, it's I like when you tell yourself it's going to be shit. Yeah, you're just like you try harder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, until that one note, ninety four percent of the way through the song that you flub, and you're like, up, oh, start over. Going to do the whole fucking thing again. No. Um, Been there. Studio magic, though, man. It's, it's now. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> back in the day, the four tracks and shit. It was. Uh, yeah. All right, delete that whole take. Yeah, I, I missed out a lot of that time. I wasn't, didn't have yeah, I guess the you, capability myself right. or or even full bands to you know try and to record with. By the time you were making time, records, computers were it. Yeah, 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 everybody's already on Pro Tools and stuff. So I was just like, but I've always been that guy that I don't really feel like I have a good ear for music, and that sounds dumb to say for somebody who's revolved his whole <laughs> life around music, you know. Uh, but I, I I really heavily rely on my friends and sound guys and everyone to help me rein in my tone and make sure, you know, volume levels are okay and everything. Cause I, I just never, I feel like I can hear it when another band is nailing it, you know, right, when right. they're perfect. And so I start studying all their settings and the, what they did here and there, what pedals, everything they got. 
But then as soon when I hook up to my rig, I'm just like really never happy with the way I sound. Uh, and I don't think I ever will be. That's so, just being a... You know, that, I don't, I don't think anybody ever think will be. You did it perfect probably the same way. Exactly. I, I think we're all you know yeah. our own worst critic in that sense. And I'm always moving my tone on my distortion pedal left and right. And, and I constantly like, watch these guys like... I mean, don't get me wrong. I got a pretty full pedal board now too. Uh, but the two of that are big loop stations you know that one of them is just running samples even at this point right uh, and i need to rearrange and make some room and stuff to add some more of course but uh <laughs> it, you know I, I watch these guys like just constantly going through these boutique pedals and oh, yeah. all these you know just countless tube amps and everything and new guitars new and That's i've always an been that broke man. guy that i couldn't afford to do that if i wanted to so and then plus being left-handed on top of that I don't get to play a lot of nice stuff, you know. I don't. If I do, I got a special order. So yeah, I, I think it kind of helps me in that sense that I'm not constantly chasing that tone that I because I can't afford to. You know what I can't mean? Can't afford to. And there's not a lot of gear uh, for you to even buy, especially right, guitar wise. Especially guitars, yeah. You got like four, right? Like Fender makes one, Schecter makes one, one. Yeah, not yeah. fucking one pl- for every model. Right. Just fucking one. Just one. Yeah. <laughs> You can get a telecast. Going to Guitar Center is the most depressing thing for a left-handed person. That's why Hendrix just said fuck it and went upside down backwards, man. Oh, man. I'm going to sidetrack a little bit here, but I watched this guy the other night on PBS. Mm -hmm. It was from Arkansas. They would never say his freaking name. It was killing me. It was an older black man. He's playing the blues. He's in a wheelchair. I I feel like it's one of the guys I see at Whitewater regularly, but it wasn't because I would have recognized him. Anyway, um, a little three-piece band. This guy was playing with a butter knife. Yes. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Sh- sh- you got to talk to Sean Hood. He knows exactly who yeah. that guy is because I asked him about the same fucking guy. Dude. So good. Right? He plays on what? top of yes. the fretboard and then he's just picking with his thumbnail that's all gnarly looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to ask uh, Sean, dude. Next time. We got to find out who this guy is. Oh, he's fuck. fantastic. But, uh, but yeah, he was a lefty that was playing and he didn't even restring it. He just took the right-handed guitar and flipped it over. So he's got, you know, thick string on the bottom, which kind of worked out cool with this weird butter knife slide. Take, is it? No, there he is. Was it Cedell? Cedell Davis. See, okay. Now, yeah, he does play a wide a lot too. The, mm-hmm. Like maybe it was old footage or it something. Probably was. That there was, I was a documentary made about him. Because I, he didn't, I, I think I, I didn't saw recognize him when I, but I've seen him at Whitewater before. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess it was Cedell. That makes sense too. The, this whole set, the, the and sure enough, yeah, there he's talking about the butter knife. Sorry, we're we're Wikipediaing over here as we Oh shit he died. Make sure we're not lying. Oh I thought I'd heard about that. Well, it says right here, dies at ninety one. Is it twenty seventeen? His hands constricted by polio. Mr. Davis used a knife in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Damn. Anyway, well, rest I, in peace, CL. He, he, I didn't he know was that. amazing. It, it yeah, was you, shit. You dude. watch, you watch guys like that, and yes, and it's just like, well, fuck any problem I've ever had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a complaining, whining bitch, and I need to shut the fuck exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but it, again, you know, and that's the the innovator. The you know, I, I used to look at the uh, the Tony Iommi story too as inspiration for me. Uh, him being left handed, also, uh, I, I didn't realize till just uh, maybe maybe ten years ago or something though that uh, that his whole thing for 
drop tuning was because he sliced his fingertips off. Yeah. And uh, at whatever job he was working, I think at the time, I had a kind of a similar accident with the razor blade job. I was working 12, 15. It was actually, it was right before the first, it's a bloodletting device, that first band. Yep. We did about a year's worth of shows. We took off about a year, and then we came back with a whole new lineup. Basically, right. It was just me and the other guitarist, Chris Berry, but then new drummer, new bass, new oh, vocals. Chris Berry, yeah. I still catch him every once in a while, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Let's start a band. Because I, I don't know. I always loved jamming with him. He, he inspired me more than probably any other guitarist I've ever played with. Uh, I know that feeling. And He's so, a cool fucking dude, too, man. I haven't seen him in years. We were coming back for our second round. This with Bird on vocals and uh, uh, J-Dog on bass, Tony Yarberry on drums. And... We were like six weeks maybe from out from our first show that we had booked. Uh, it's gonna be a downtown music. Everything was, you know, we we just started getting the the flyers out and everything, starting really mm-hmm. hype it up. And then I sliced two of my fingertips off on my fret hand, and not even not the whole Fuck. fingertips, but like just the padding, you know, basically. Oh, okay. Kind of t- okay. Just I see what you're saying. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it went to the bone, but like right there where you play, <laughs> yeah, you know, so it, it did. It sucked, but. Uh, they tried to sew one of them back on. It fell off, you know, just Ooh. whole kind of ordeal. Um, that happened, like I say, just, you know, six weeks or so maybe before what was going to be our first show coming back. So we canceled that show right off the bat. Ended up, though, playing another show, uh, Booze Fighters Biker Club, you know, just kind of party thing, but on stage out there at their place. Uh, a week or two before the one that we canceled, and I just had the electrical tape wrapped around my fingers, you know, which yeah. it, it ended up falling off pretty soon. You know, just played through, uh-huh. but played through the pain. You did, you know, <laughs> it, it, you, everything seems so dire and crazy in those moments of you know, like hurting yourself. Like, oh well, that's it. I'm never gonna play guitar again. Yeah, and, you know. And then yeah. a few weeks later, it's like, yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll use a butter knife or what, what, what do I need to do to make this work? You know, yeah. like, this is all I know. I'm going to keep it going. That's all I'm ever going to know. I used to be that guy that was like, dude, when I'm 40, I'm not going to be that dude. Like when we still used to go to Venus in the early on. days, there was yeah. like that old crowd that was still coming and the new crowd was taking over. And now I'm that old motherfucker yep. when the new crowd is coming in. <laughs> and I'm just like, by the war, like you damn kids, you young motherfuckers. <laughs> you don't remember. Anything, <laughs> yeah, it, it's hard. Like, and there's still some of the older heads than us around too. So we kind of feel like, oh, like we're in that middle ground. Like, I'm we're always I, in the fucking middle. I'm dude. not going to call anybody out particularly, but there's a handful of folks that every time I go to a show and I see them, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> as long as you're still here, I know I got five or ten years left yeah, yeah. before anybody's, you know. Like wondering how long I got questioning <laughs> it. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, Baker's looking a little rough there. Right. His head's gray. Shit, uh, dude. Uh, so what's next for Fred, man? We what's the deal? Uh, we're just, all right. So Erickson moved to Washington last year, yep. pursuing some other things. But uh, hopefully, actually, we're gonna kind of keep up. With, we've been talking and. The idea originally, anyway, was to spit out so many albums with you know so fast, mm-hmm. so the Joker really lands, and some of the stuff was very, uh, the direction it was going to go was very fitting for Erickson's drum style, which was very controlled and yeah. not you know he's he's not a 
big heavy hitter. I'm gonna beat the shit out of him. You know, he's very precise and t- you know, and like you know. Uh, anyway, some of our albums I think kind of need his touch more. Like, uh, there's obviously gonna be uh, a Mister Rogers, Fred Rogers. Yeah, Fred know? Rogers. That, like that's gonna have to happen soon. Tell me, there's gonna be a Savage. Uh, Savage is what we're writing right now. Oh hell that's, yeah! That is <laughs> the most fun ever because I, I mean obviously it has to be like the heaviest thing we put out right? I mean it's but then, literally but, called but then the lyrics yeah. are gonna be campy st- talking about the wonder years and the wizard <laughs> uh, uh, little monsters <laughs> you know the, like all this great stuff you know so and again I, that's my favorite part about it is the research I get to do for <laughs> writing songs is sitting around watching these great movies and TV shows and stuff but um, yeah we're finishing well not finishing we're Three and a half, maybe four songs deep into writing. How many trying to get right now? Well, I don't know. I'm a little torn. We we kind of wanted to spit out more song, more shorter songs on this album, you mm, know. Okay. Uh, but then uh, I've been going through the Fred Savage catalog, and I I'm a little torn too because it's like, well, you know, there's only the this handful of really great things that he acted in. Right. But now if you start looking at all the stuff he's directed, he directed and produced a lately, ton of a shit. Lot of good yeah. stuff. So it's like, all right, am I going all out with this? Cause if so, we might end up with 12 or 15 tracks. And if so, like I need to have some kind of shorter songs to make minutes, it happen, you know, you know? Uh, but the, everything I write just tends up these epic, you know, like ridiculously <laughs> yeah. long pieces, you know, I have a hard time shortening stuff. Uh, if you listen to the Flintstone album, it's easy to see like the shortest song on that's five and change, um, and a couple of them are over seven. Yeah, minutes, yeah, know? they're ballady. And uh, in their part approach. of that, part of that though was was because of the looping too. It's like right. a, as a as we're writing the stuff, I'm having to you know I'm I'm constantly building layers on it to try to get to a point you know, and then change, go to something else or whatever. But whereas you know, a lot of bands would come in with all those layers at once, you know, and that's really only 20 seconds of the song. My version right. takes two and a half minutes to get there. Because you're you know? building it all up. But, uh, yeah. And, oh, and then plus, if you factor in, like, I and mean, there's a mistake, sometimes I, we don't stop the song, but I stop the loop, the you know, and re- restart, reset up what I was already trying to build. So, yeah, it gets ridiculously long. I'm trying to, like I said, I'm trying to get rid of some of the more of the looping and let the bass take over in those spots. Um, because uh, a lot of it was just the fact I, I've I, I always hated about three piece bands that when they go to the guitar solo and it feels like the it bottom dies. just drops out. Yeah. yeah, like I so that's why I, that alone was I was like I could never be the only guitarist in a band. And then I got the loop station for my acoustic stuff, and it was like, oh, <laughs> maybe you know, if I, could, <laughs> I, could, I could I could be both the guitarists in my band. Well, maybe you could <laughs> just do uh, have have live versions and album versions, man. Yeah, I mean, nothing's stopping you from doing everything. I think you should do a song called Moly Poly and have it about Holy his character Poly. from fucking uh, the, the uh, Austin Powers. Oh <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, that uh, Michael was talking about that one the other day. I had forgotten it had been so long since, <laughs> and we had to go up to like YouTube. That, yeah, yeah, that little oh. clip, you know, that he's, yeah. like, oh man, that's so ridiculous. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, I've always loved everything Fred Savage touches, and then uh, even even like, solid, dude. there's this show uh, it was on Hulu uh, called Casual. I was watching recently. You know, just uh, it's 
it seems very removed, you know, from anything he might be in. But I got to watching it, and he's in it. Realized that no, he uh, he directed like oh, the okay. last two episodes of season one of that, and then after realizing that, I went back and watched those episodes again with that in mind. It was like, oh yes, of course you did. <laughs> like this has his <laughs> sense of humor all over. You know, it's well, I liked it so much, I just didn't know. So yeah, I started googling that. And I'm like, man, there's like I'm gonna have to narrow it down at some point, and I'm gonna have to plus. Uh, we haven't officially announced it yet, but you know, uh, we're doing a Black Sabbath tribute compilation thing for the Tomorrow's Dream radio show for our anniversary coming up. Uh, it'll be later this year, early next year, probably on the Fuck release. Fuck yeah, but dude. It's, it keeps on spiraling. It's going to have to be a double cassette now. Really? Uh, yeah, because we, we, we approached a handful of bands about it. And, and a couple of them even that were like, hey, you probably don't have time for this. You probably don't care about this or whatever, but we're doing this thing. Everybody said yes uh, immediately. And then once we started announcing that it was going to happen, other bands are like, hey, well, I want to do this too. You know? So, so you, have, you have a bunch local of locals covering, covering Black, Sabbath, Black Sabbath, Sabbath. Yeah. And, oh, and we're go, and we're doing everything. Like some of them are even going to get into the heaven and hell area. You are know, they going to do like, like their own version or these direct Maybe uh, both, maybe. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out. I, I think. <clears throat> I think there'll be a handful of them that that take it into something completely different. Uh, I think uh, you know a lot of. I mean, Black Sabbath's heavy as balls. So like, yeah. If you're trying to make it heavier, good luck. <laughs> you know, you can make it different. Maybe. And different. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, hoping. Yeah, yeah. I'm like hoping some bands are going to do style. that here yeah. and there. Um, I'm kind of torn as to what we're going to do because I've always been. A st- I've always been like. It would have, it does, it has to be one or the other. It has to like almost reinvent the wheel and like completely make it mm. your own new thing. Yeah. Or it has to be done perfectly to a T the way they did it. Right. You know, uh, don't, covers are weird, don't, man. Uh, don't five gram meth lunch me over right. here with, you know, bad company. <laughs> That's their name, right? <laughs> Isn't that their name? What's the, what's the name? You know, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I've been the terrible <laughs> drywall puncher monster boy. With, I get so angry when I just look at a picture of those guys. No like, doubt, dude. I just want to beat my stepdad's ass or something. Uh, Garrett Kyle. <laughs> no, uh, Holy fucking shit. So dude. I definitely don't want to do that, you know, right? Well, uh, for Fred, like, oh, man. and it's, it was the thing, like, Fred wasn't even going to do this because we've, we've done two of the compilations so far. And I was like, you know, we should kind of step back i don't want this to be like my pet project you know because i do the radio show um but so i was gonna let this one be just other bands but then it started spiraling out to that point where like well shit now we only need like two or three more bands to make it a double because so I was like all right and then i started thinking i was like well what song would fred do and you know i've got a couple favorites the and i was looking through the list we had about 16 or 17 so far at that time the, and there wasn't anything to, you know, nobody was really stepping on the ones I wanted to do. Um, and then it clicked. I was like, I was like, all right, well, I was like, just pick one. What's right off the, you know, don't right, think about it. What's right, the right. one song you want to do? And, uh, and I thought, you know, I was trying to get a lot of my bands over the years, Knee Deep especially, I thought we would have done it really good, to cover The Wizard. Mm. The harmonica part, you know, has always really spoke mm. to me. And, you know, it's just something a little different. Like I figure a lot of bands wouldn't want to bother with, you know, any, like I'm going to have to figure that part out on harmonica now, you know, <laughs> like, damn, why'd I do that? But <laughs> then it clicked, it, baby. Then it Put clicked. Yes, yeah. I just got to do it once. That's all. I just got to do it once. Uh, 
Uh, and then it clicked, and I was like, hey, dumbass, <laughs> you're writing an album about Fred Savage mm-hmm. right now. There's a movie, Fred Savage movie, called The Wizard that you already had to write a song about. Like, boom, two birds, one stone. Duh. Yeah, Damn, like, dude, cross so, the road, dropped out at the same time. Yes, fucking. right. And then, like, it could be, you know, we could just do it, release it as a single for Spotify and whatever. Uh, I've heard that's the way to go anyway as far as uh, the I rights mean, It's about that, the only you know, way you can go now. Yeah, because yeah. it's, like, crazy expensive if you try to put it with your album or whatever. But then we could actually just slap it on the the physical copies, whatever mm-hmm. we do for that release, you know. And so it kind of, you know, I don't know. I, I keep looking for, especially as we're doing covers and things, you know, it's like, well, <coughs> that breaks the Fred thing that we're trying to do. So how do I keep it kind of involved in that? That was my idea for that. But now, You're talking I'm, about like licensing rights and stuff? Well, for, for the Spotify thing specifically, yeah. Uh, uh, but I, but also as far as just like how do I how do I justify my uh, my very you know like uh, sacred concept band <laughs> called Fred? <laughs> how do I justify you know doing something that's not Fred related when it was you know like that's the formula? We you know right. I'm such a stickler for my own stupid rules that <laughs> nobody else yeah, cares yeah, about. Yeah, you yeah know? same. <laughs> But it's like I said, I was going to do it, so I'm trying to do it. Uh, Everyone's like, you can take a day off, and I'm like, the fuck? I can. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you just Says want everything you, to fall apart, sure. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're not shit, and you'll never be shit. <laughs> Same as me, even though I work constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Still because of that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, oh shit man but now I'm really torn uh, only because I kind of want to just write the song The Wizard because that was such a great movie The Power Glove you know what I mean oh yeah like, dude the, yeah like this, that broke dude, boundaries Fred Savage was fucking huge time. when we were children and, you know and uh, and not to mention uh, Jenny Lewis was in that one with him and I was gonna kind of I was gonna try to work her into a lot of the theme of it just cause I love her musical career so much you know, it was uh, it's cool to have that tie in there. You know, she, I think she did a lot of videos with some of my other favorite bands and stuff too. So I don't know, kind of torn now. Probably have to <laughs> still write <laughs> the wizard, but then also cover the wizard and just let that be for the tape. <laughs> There's so much things I want to do. It's been and and yeah. it's, it's so little time, but not really. If I, you know, if I just put, we, we, we practically or typically practice, let's say, uh, twice a week. So it's oh, really, twice a week. it's been really good. Like this wow. is the, the first band in a long time. I, I envy done that, that so much. Well, and that's the only reason we made so many moves so fast, you know, and at least did spit out the first album really fast. Yeah. And kind of, Popped up on the Dude, scene. Dude, y'all had that first album like right after it. that show we played with you guys. I mean, that that was the 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 original goal was like for our first show, boom, CDs, merch, whole sprint, you know, uh, like the uh, scrims up on the stage, right. lights. You know, we wanted like this big pro- to just pop out of nowhere and look like we've been doing it forever, you know. And plus, we also kind of we just the first time we played, I was just like we're Fred yeah. <laughs> from around here, you know? From, and it, uh, so that kind of just clicked that like, if you look out the window from that it, apartment right over there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my spot. <laughs> it, from that moment, it just kind of clicked that, you know, we are Fred. I'm, I'm Fred Baker. That's Fred Moore, Fred Skinner, right? Uh, Fred Skinner left. Now we got Fred Martinez in Fred on the drums, Martinez. you know, 
uh, Fred Hardy has uh, he been joining us recently. Yeah. Uh, How was the new guys? Uh, and Mario's been doing great. He's staying real busy. Uh, this is, I think, his fifth band currently Holy now. Fuck. Uh, but like one of them's, you know, mostly just studio type stuff, okay, and okay. other, you know, you always got those one or two that don't sure. do as much yeah. as the others, you know. Um, well, if they but, all did stuff, you'd be dead. I, I can't believe he at all pulls off twice a week still with us anymore. You know, and I keep telling him like, if you want to pick a day, feel for you know, like we can do other stuff on the other day. You know, I'm not going to be. My feelings hurt if you can't make it twice. Business a week. day, man. We used to do that shit. We have one day. We do three days a week, oh, two yeah. practices and one business. That's smart. Right we there. work out all the bullshit. Yeah. Now, what are yeah. we going to post this week? What are we going to like? Let's talk about shirts. Let's talk about X. Oh, that's really smart because that kills half of every practice. You know, if I know. you don't set aside yeah. a time for it like that, you know. Uh, and then you start smoking a blunt, and there goes the other half of practice. <laughs> like, oh. and then all of a sudden, we're talking about <laughs> yeah. the Martians, man. Right. But uh. And George Washington was an alien. <laughs> this is everything about Fred has seemed like really fast, but really lo-fi too, and really just you know let's let's make this as simple as we can. Let's make this as like uh, even down to the artwork and stuff, and one like the CDs. Uh, you know, we released the CD, and I'm, I'm thinking about it as we're doing it. I'm like, nobody listens to CDs anymore. Oh, nobody gives a shit about this. What? A, why am I wasting, you know, this money? And of course, I'm screen printing a lot of it, so you know, I'm getting away cheaper than right. a lot of folks would or whatever. But uh, CD told me the other day he was he was talking about me to someone else, basically that mm-hmm. somebody else had asked him kind of that same you know like what should i do because nobody wants cds right you know what it, like and and he pulled out the fred cd you know and he was like look i bought two of these he said you know why and then he opened it up and he pulled out the liner notes right and i you know so i, I took this that was the one thing i didn't screen print in there was the liner notes but i visually printed them out on paper where it kind of looked like a rock background and then i burned the edges of the paper you know by hand and like putting it out and like i got huge blisters on my hands from this but i sat there and did that for all the cds to make these stone tablet looking liner notes you know or it looks like you pull a rock out of the album and there's our lyrics and they're chiseled into it and everything you know and, and that was what it would. That was what CT loved so much. And the, plus the fact it's like a cardboard case that I yeah. screen printed on, you know, and everything. And and I think that's that's the best I can do personally to add to, you know, sales hopefully that some of us will still get from all this is just try to make it cool. Try to, what can we, you know, what kind of cool cover can we yeah. put this tape yeah. in? What kind of cool, you know, what? And I, uh, an it's idea we had and- uh, was uh, – so basically you put the album out for stream, which is essentially for an underground band, that means free. Yeah. We yeah. did all this motherfucking work. Here's some free yeah. shit. Please share it. Uh, <laughs> our idea was to – instead of printing like a vinyl, because you know the first run's like fucking two, three grand. Ridiculous. Because they have to make the master press. Yeah. Now the next run's only a few hundred dollars, but – you know, cause If you're going to get – if you even make it If you far, even make a second press, that's yeah. the deal. So our idea was, all right, let's make this fucking record. Let's put it out. We'll put it out on everything streaming because that's all, all right. you got yeah. is free. Yeah. But on the turn to sell, we'll make a poster that is the album art. And then if you flip it on the back, it's like an eight or a 10 by 10 or a 12 by like a square. Yeah. And it'll have all your liner notes, song titles, everything. So you're like, you're buying the artwork separately from getting the album streamed for nothing. 
that's perfect because that, that's all you know that it's that tangible thing like you're talking mm-hmm. about earlier having something in your hands especially if you can like while you're listening to that used to be the biggest thing for me when i'd go buy a new cd uh you know oh, Hastings or whatever you know, the cd you put, you you, you put the, it in yeah but yeah you but the you're looking out. at you know you're reading through the line of, read through the lyrics as you're listening to it reading through all their thank yous and their you know where did you record this where are y'all from even you know exactly. of course now all this stuff's you know digitally out there but it, it's not the same it's when, the same when thing, you're sitting there holding yeah. it in your hands and especially <clears throat> now when you when you go that extra level and you're like oh some this wasn't a big digital you know computer in a machine that slapped this together like some guy hand pushed mm-hmm. the ink through the screen onto this but you know like it does it it gives it that little extra special something i've been trying there's a nuance all, to it man that yeah. we just as people i think even the younger generations too they want that tangible thing yeah regardless of what it is yeah. like if the music's free okay that's fine i've come to terms with that even though i'm i'm still massively against it right but uh you know you have to you have to hold something, something yeah. and if you're if you got your fuck i dude i can't tell you how many albums i would sit in my car or i would come home and rush to my bedroom and Pop a CD in the cassette, the or the or the the thing, the uh, like, not the that's not gonna work. What are the fucking <laughs> thing? The the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like pop it in the PlayStation yeah, and, right. and uh, just sit there and listen through the TV speakers or just anything like that. And you're just sitting there reading along as you're listening that first run mm-hmm. through. It's magical shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The yeah. best, or or listening parties. Right. When right. a big band had that drop and you're like, fuck, dude, they got a new album like on the 15th. Everybody come over. Everybody come over. I got the best stereo. Yeah, I got the best exactly. The black lights. <laughs> we'll my, smoke my, my dad all the left weed. left his liquor cabinet yeah, in the yeah. <laughs> Fucking, it's going to be great. Yeah. I know, and, maybe and we're just. start a band with those guys, it, you know? And I literally like, fucking did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, I'm, I do, uh, I miss that connection and I, and I hope we can. It's like bring it back. I feel like kids want it too. You know, they it's not their fault. They grew up, everything's digital. All they yeah. ever had was an iPod. You know, that it's just all they know. You know, I think they're probably their excitement is what's helping, you know, reignite all this and oh, yeah. making the younger bands be like, okay, music is on okay, a thing? Let's, let's release grandpa albums, or whatever, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. But that because they want it, they want something they can hold on to, they can look at and that. Everything seems so impermanent now. If that's the word it I'm does, looking well, for, it but feels like, dude, it's like it's like a, what I t- my my phrase is: is if the lights go off and it disappears, what's it really worth? Right, jack shit. Right, but when the lights go out and I still have my fucking record, I mm. I can. There are manual ways to play that record. Yeah, I can set that motherfucker on a phonograph and sit there and crank Hand a knob. Crank yes, and yes. still listen to that fucking record. Mm. Yeah, there's something very magical about that, you know, the, just the very basic technology that even allowed that in the first mm-hmm. place. If you, you ever look at the uh, the really close up uh, microscopic, Dude. you know, like ten thousand zoomed in on a, yes. a vinyl, it's a, it's the uh, wave groove. One single groove what? looks like a mountain range, you know. And it, it, I never knew that. And then to and then to think about this little need. I still don't even know how it works. I don't understand it all. But these little needles just bouncing back and forth, picking up left and right and left mm-hmm. and right and left and right, and that makes the music that you hear. Like what, the dude? And fuck? before that, it was made of wax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it was engraved in real time by the artist, and then they would have to reproduce that wax cylinder and then sell those to people. Like oh, what the man. fuck? We've come a long way. 
so but, far. But it didn't take, you know, it's just amazing how, how how simple and small everything was. And then, and that's still what we're aiming at was how can we make it smaller? How can we make it easier? How can we make, you know, we did, but, but dude, you know, we only went through like literally like six formats in the last like 150 years. So I don't know what's next. I assume nothing. I I assume we're at the pinnacle yeah. of whatever this consumption like monster is. I, f- I feel like it's almost going to revert back to where like you find new shit on streaming and you find the shit you like. You're like, damn, this band is great. Now I'm going to go buy their album because yeah. they're putting it out because stores are closing left and right. Best buys are going to be gone. All this, mm. you know, it's going to go down to like this. I heard it on Spotify or Apple music or Google music, whatever. And then I started, I sought them out online and now I'm buying their shit directly from them. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's, you know, it's probably the best thing, you know, is just to use this technology that we have that's got us to this point to really connect the fans and the bands mm-hmm. and just cut everyone else out of the equation. Cause the, I mean, you I'm saw what happens, fucking... you know, when, yeah, uh, when it became a record company in this well, early business in that I'm sense, how... you know, and just steadily, you know, pushed and pushed it, choked itself out, you know, until there, there was nothing left. Nobody's, nobody's going to pay, you know, the ridiculous prices. So that's where you have us now. They're like, all right, fucking just take it for free. I don't even care anymore. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to keep doing this. I, was gonna I make want you to hear it. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Fuck your money. I don't even care. Anymore. Dude, my you thing know, is like, more now, like as I get older and kind of, you like lose those dreams of grandeur as you're just like, Oh, this is cool too. Uh, man, just faces. I don't give a fuck about the other stuff. I just right. want people at the show. That's exactly. it. Exactly. That's all I give two fucks. Cause I'm really a performance artist. I'm not a musician. Yeah. I'm a performance artist. I've, I, you know, for my whole life, I've been doing silly shit and that's the best way to do it. And people come out and watch. Yeah. I want more people to do that. Exactly. Personally. And that's probably why we only put out one record every five, five years. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always, you know, massive, you know? Yeah. Like, you put a lot into it. Uh, you definitely put a lot into your live shows of like, be it lame Johnny, my hands to wars always been. Speaking of which, did somebody really stage or crowd surf all the yeah. way to the bar, take a shot, and all the way all back? The way, without touching room. the floor, dude. Good Lord, that is fantastic. <laughs> that was Todd. Oh, yeah. man. Way to go, Todd. I'm, yeah. I'm drinking to you right now. That's oh. it's, it's stuff like that, you know, that that makes, you know, is going to keep hundreds of people coming out to those shows. Right. You know, like, uh, I... Sadly, I haven't got to see Gold for Gold yet, but I know they're kind of on that. They must be doing something right. Yeah, man. Because they, they've got that I've energy. I've seen them three times Dude. now, and it's just like every time you're just like, what the fuck? This is madness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen this, you know, being in this as long as I have, I've seen it a couple of times. Right. But it's still like, what, three? Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. so they're doing something. They're on their own path, man, and it is whatever the fuck they're doing, just don't stop. Cause it's right. sky's the fucking limit. Hell yeah. But, uh, dude, I think we got to be somewhere soon. It's four sixteen. You want to wrap this bitch up? For sure, man. I had a, had a blast. So thank you for having me up. Dude, literally anytime I want to get all of Fred in here. Yeah, yeah. Because I go way back with, uh, Michael, Michael well, too, yeah. dude. And just, <clears throat> sorry, I a fucking loogie. But, um, I feel like that conversation 
with all the whole band would yeah. be phenomenal. Yeah, blessed. Uh, and I haven't had a big podcast in a while. We should do. We should do a big party. We should just do a full Fred, yes. Fred episode or something. So call it something ridiculous. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll have to I'm like I'm gonna bring T-shirts and everything. We'll make a whole whole party out of it. Tell uh, promote everything because I know you're a busy man. You have your T-shirts. You have your two bands. Yeah. Uh, check us out at More Brothers Printing Company. Uh, that's on Facebook and Instagram and everything. Or we are downtown North Little Rock, Eighth and Main, and uh, Argenta there. And uh, let's see, abandon the artifice. We actually. <sighs> Oh, this is going up like Tuesday. I think. Mm-hmm. I think by the time we air this, uh, it will be officially announced that day. Even uh, Rivers and Nile will be here in August. Uh, Vino's. I think it's August eighteenth. Oh, are y'all playing? Uh, Abandon the Artifice will be opening that show. And yes, oh, thank, thank God, dude. Uh, we we had another one for uh, for june or july that just fell through and it was that deal where we had canceled another show right. to get on that one and then like ah like ugh. jared's about to be moving soon too he's going to fayetteville with uh, deep sequence so yeah. abandoning the artifice is probably going to be that band that plays about once a year yeah. here on out you know we'll just get Nothing together wrong with right that, dude. my hands award does four we're we're yeah. we're so tight now as a unit that that's all we really need is to get together like once or twice beforehand and we're going to you know, put on a great show, do and do, do that one big show a year. Dude, it's yeah. the best, and yeah. and that way we're not burning nobody out on it. But August, huh? So yeah, that'll be August eighteenth, I believe. Rivers Nile, Lorna Fuck Shore, and uh, at Vinos. Yeah, and what was the other one? Brand of uh, brand of silence, brand of suffocation, something mm-hmm. really heavy. I just checked them out the other day. <laughs> so yeah, a uh, big one coming up for ATA. Fred will be. We're going down to Texarkana in a couple weeks. Uh, playing. It's, 21st or 22nd or whatever that Saturday is uh the something billiard no I think I think they just closed down the one place there that might have been it it's uh yeah there's like three places to play there this is uh something like Broadway bar and billiards or something I know they got pool tables and stuff and I think it's something billiards in the name but check that out play with uh, (laughs) this man from Texas it'll be very you know different style whatever but just something fun to finally get Fred out on the road a little bit hell yeah um hopefully i have some more acoustic stuff coming up soon too i'm trying to i'm, I'm actually kind of now that abandoning the artifice is probably gonna slow down a little bit i'm thinking i want to look for one more band on bass most likely mm-hmm. just because that'll be you know <laughs> feeds the easier crew. Yeah, yeah yeah just yeah, to the really help somebody yeah. else it's kind of that level of like who needs me? You know, like I don't, I don't necessarily it, want to do yeah. anything else, but the I feel like so, somebody probably needs yeah. it. So let me, you know, go get that band started. Uh, you know, I've been uh, helping CT a lot since we've been doing the radio show together last year. So I've been oh, trying to help him. Was it KBF? Kinda, yeah, 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 eighty-eight point three. That was just, that's I guess I should be plugging that too. Um, yeah, dude, tomorrow's dream. Is the name of our radio show. It's from noon to two on Mondays, uh, 88.3 FM. You can stream it live. We don't have it set up as like podcast or anything, but you can stream live from kbf.org. And uh, I've been kind of just working with him on uh, putting bands together, locals for all these touring acts that he's got coming through and stuff. Right. And it's hard. It's so much harder than I realized. Uh 
you know, looking at it from a wider perspective than just booking shows for your own band, your own mm-hmm. few bands even. It's like, okay, try to book, you know, 20 shows this month and find locals for all of them that kind of make sense. Dude, it's not like when we were in high school, man. Who can, who can do it, you know, even because this band has two dishwashers that can never right, get dude. off work or what, you know, there's always something. So, and I feel uh, like there's just less bands right now. It really does seem that way, and so that's kind of behind that. It's like, well, I feel like I should probably start about two more just to <laughs> just to Dude, keep we, things. Me and some friends just started you know? a jazz trio, really, uh, just to for extra money to play lobbies and shit. Mm, there you go. So that's what I really need to do is get that that cover band that'll pay for all that the rest cover of my crap. Band, Lonnie, yeah. Baby. Yes. Play. The motherfuckers uh, get all the money and they don't do shit but play other people's songs. Mario Offense current, taken. Current drummer. Yes. Yeah, fuck all of you. Uh Mario, uh current drummer for Fred, he works sound at Midtown and so he's uh, inundated with that crap all night, every night. Mm-hmm. You know. And it's gotta be hard, you know, when you to just watching those guys come in and make that fifteen hundred five grand even some nights, you know what I mean? And for playing shit and not even doing it well. Oh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know? That's what I'm saying, dude. And then to and then to put all of your money in your gas tank to drive across town for I swear practice. To God. I swear to God. Something dude. that's never gonna make a single dime. <laughs> Yeah, we played but 19 we shows. This. We made $83. Woo! One Ballin'. one cover set, dude. We already yeah. ha- we've 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 gotten I think it's up to 6 now. We're trying to shoot for f- uh 4 hours, two blocks of 2 hours. Yeah. Or four 1-hour blocks of songs. Mm. Uh we got 6 in the bag and we're we're taking top 40 stuff and just jazz jazzing it up. Right. Yeah. And uh or basically slowing it down. And adding a three beat and, you know, just, it's pretty simple really, but, uh, we already have a thing. It's like a paying gig. Yeah. We're not even there yet. It's already booked. Waiting on you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Apparently there's a large market for, uh, for jazz acts and, or, you know, general, general cover. It's really, dude, we're a background music band. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Those, man. We don't even have a name yet. That's how new it is. Yeah. But you get a paycheck. <laughs> Wait, no one as soon as you go pick it up. Man, ain't that some shit? Um, I as excited I as I am, it actually is conflicting because I'm like, that was too easy. Yeah, <laughs> I've been working for X amount of years with all my other stuff, and it never was that easy. I had a, <laughs> a kind of similar situation uh, last year. I think it was maybe year before. I was, no, definitely year before. I was. My, my friend's mother had asked me to, which I love this woman to death, uh, Susan Gonzalez. She lives down in Hot Springs. I stay with her every time I go down there for a show or something. You know, mm-hmm. she's actually just right down the street from Low Key Arts. Oh, hell and, yeah. Um, really nice house down there. She was at, had me come down and play for her church. That she speaks, uh, I guess she's the pastor, whatever you want to call it. They're, a lot, they're real hippies, you know, it's all about. Yeah. Jesus love rather than the fire and brimstone end of it. Right. But um real small congregation, you know, looks like a house, you know, when you walk in. Uh 
And I was basically filling in for this girl who was out sick for a week or two, so I thought. And and she sent me a handful of songs. And I like old hymnals and stuff anyway, you know, that like because I'm going to make them sound creepy. Right, right. And, but you can't say nothing because it's still your music. <laughs> you know, like, I'm, play, I'm talking about God. I'm doing your thing. I, I know it sounds dark. I know that's weird. But, hey. You, this is what you it's wanted. my style and they were paying me 75 bucks a week to come down there and play like two or three songs wow. you know in a little basically a living room you know with a handful of friends like cool they, they all ate it up too they kept telling me how great I was and how, you know it sounds a lot different than the way I usually yeah, yeah. but I like it I like it's really cool you know and I did that for at least well not even every week you know it was kind of like every other week for a couple months or so yeah and and wasn't even expecting money this time. Was just trying to help a friend out, you know. But going down there, they wrote me a little check for seventy five bucks. I was like, "Hey, fucking tax in the church, yeah!" yeah <laughs> like dude. finally, somebody. I felt good about that, right? <laughs> and then a couple of weeks later, I started feeling bad about it. The, the exact same thing. I was like, "I'm taxing the church. Like, I, I'm, I'm involved with the. Ch- mm. I'm in bed with the. Ch- yep. It just felt really dirty and nasty yep. all of a sudden, you know. And I was the beast like, feeds I'm, the beast. I'm, I'm glorifying the name. Of something <laughs> I don't even believe in. What is yeah. this shit? It, it got really awkward. I had to stop. Uh, it happens, man. It happens. But I think that was my my little brush with you know like the that kind of a dilemma of like can I really sell my soul for this? T- mm, yeah, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, nah, not but, worth it. But then again, I don't know. Like I do like jazz. <laughs> you need a bass player. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would have known. Come on, show up with an upright. Dude, I would fucking kill. My buddy Earl had an upright, man. I swear to God. That is the coolest fucking bass ever made. It really are. And it was made like eight centuries ago. Yeah. I don't even know how long yeah. ago that thing's been around. Well, this, and you, you find them that are like so old and so beat to shit, and they still sound amazing. Uh, it's you know, ridiculous. like you cannot hurt those things enough to make them sound bad. And they really don't weigh what you think they would. They don't, I've never picked one up. They're not that bad. Like, you think, oh, that thing looks like it weighs 100 fucking pounds. Yeah, it's three of me. <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad. It's hollow, I guess. Yeah. And you just, yeah. it's got that little prong, dude, and you just sit there and it rests on your shoulder. And you just, doom, 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 that makes sense because uh, Amy LeVere is one of my favorite Memphis musicians. She comes down a lot, plays Whitewater stuff. Uh, she's got a band backing her up, but she plays upright bass and she's mm. half of me. So, like, <laughs> the, the bass plays her, it looks like, sometimes, you know. So, she, but yeah, she swings it around, no problems. One of these days, give me a nice upright. And, uh, I can't, it's weird getting older, and I'm, I'm finally starting to gravitate towards, like, hollow body guitars and uh-huh. fender amps yeah. and all this crap that I Welcome used to Welcome to the club. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> this is, this is, they this sucked old, me in. <laughs> did, I, did I just get a hip replacement on the way in? What happened here? Uh, Does fender do hips? Uh, my shit's a little fucking tweaked <laughs> from all the metal I've been yeah. playing. <laughs> I, went, I went as heavy as I could go. There's no more heavy lift. I'm going back. The opposite direction now. <laughs> I'm gonna, looking happens, for the dude. softest, lightest, and, and I mean like pounds, ounces, lightest music I can possibly play. Less amps, less. I think I do. I think there's gonna be at some point an acoustic revolution, almost like 
Like, you think music folk, is going to go back? Music is going to yeah. take it back because everybody just gets so sick of everything that that's going to be like the only way to like a reset. Like, yeah, you yeah. Know, like no electricity. Don't, don't record this, please. You know, like you you're here and you witness it, be in the or moment. you're not. Right. And fuck off. No. <laughs> yeah, there's something to Those be said are, for that, man. I try not to pull my phone out as much. I still catch myself doing it though. Yeah. Like shit, man. I could just enjoy this, but it's, it's you know. tough. Yeah, that's you're like, well, if I get that picture, that video that I can remember it for years. But what are you remembering? Staring at your camera? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's. it's I, I do. I, I hate, especially in the wake of like losing friends, suicide, and things. Yeah, I hate how little pictures I have of myself and my friends, and and I hate. How you know I don't ever want to take pictures. Like I don't want to. I'd rather just. I feel like I'm doing better by living in the moment. Yeah. But then, but then it, you know, but when it comes, you time start to thinking back, about it later. Like, to, yeah. You know, I'm drunk right now. Am I gonna remember? <laughs> and the brains yeah, don't last forever, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to find that balance. Hopefully, we'll we'll all find that some It'll kind of balance. Out, man. I'm pretty positive know? about. it. I think we're just. This is all new. All this shit, even this, this right here, what we're doing right now, this is such a new thing. So it's like, we're, we're going to go to the extreme. And then when the pendulum swings back, we're going to find that nice middle sweet spot where we're like, okay, Hey, we went a little fucking crazy. Yeah. Let's all forgive and forget. And we'll just move. Sorry on. about 45. That yeah. Was, <laughs> Remember that, that time was I was extreme. tweeting yeah. out crazy shit at 4am. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> but, uh, so Fred, what is it? Instagram, Facebook? Yeah, uh, actually, I don't even. It's think just we Facebook, have, I think, right? Yeah, I guess it's just Facebook. Is that that's the old man thing now too? At this point, right? <laughs> What's <laughs> an Instagram? Like, Why aren't you on Snapchat? Like, what the? Where's the goddamn Snapchat? Uh. <laughs> I don't know what Snapchat is either. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to. I, I want no part of any more of this. Someone forced me to get on Instagram years ago. And I, I think it literally says on there, like, I hate taking pictures. I don't know how I got here. Um, <laughs> probably, yeah, you post yeah. like mm, twice a year. That's roughly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, roughly <laughs> more. I'm just like, oh, well, this looks cool. And I, I do, I try to specifically keep that stuff to Instagram, you know, just because I, I hate, I'll go back and forth scrolling through both. And, mm-hmm. If I already liked your picture on Facebook, you can fuck off. Mm-hmm. I'm not. You're not getting an Instagram like the like, double no, post. No, man. no. <laughs> you yeah, already got, you already got my. I'm my, weary. Uh, I'm weary of that with my bands. I try to do one completely separate from the other right, and make them right. about two totally different things. Yeah, yeah. At least you know have a different picture attached or some. I wish people just didn't yeah. expect you to have both. Yeah, yeah. Like fuck, can I just have Instagram? Like I prefer Instagram personally. It's just easy. I post a picture. I say some shit. Done. I'm fucking done. Commenting is way easier. I don't have to go through all the really, yeah, the things and like hit the thing to see what they said to that. And if there's more comments, you have to tap on that. Like fuck all that. Yeah. Simpler program, more connected with with the people that you're trying to connect with, and not all the and the the stories thing I love because it's like 12 hours. It's gone. Yeah. You ain't got to fuck with it no more. Right, right. Like for like, See, I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little scared of the, to, to ever like 
post things to that. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, well, then it, then it's lost forever. What if, I, what if I need that someday? I'm a hoarder. <laughs> a digital hoarder, yeah. Yeah, it's like I don't want to have that many things just because I don't have enough room for them all. But, uh, yeah, the, I don't know. I'm always... I have keepsakes, little <laughs> stupid pieces of paper that remind me of that big thing that I don't have room for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at that little piece of paper. Oh, better times. Well, I guess we're I guess, both. Yeah, is look. Uh, I think I, I do. I think Yabba Dabba Doom with an M at the end uh, is probably the easiest way to find us on Facebook stuff uh it should if you do like at yeah but abadoom it should actually tag us you know and uh so yeah. just go ahead and post that status and tell your friends about us too yeah dudes and check out all of his stuff and if you need shirts band people yes more bros print co one of the people for sure or just hit me up on facebook jeremiah james baker and i know if you're uh i do know this personally if you're looking for something that's out of the box this is your fucking guy because he likes out of the box I like to get and weird. Do what he can to make that shit happen uh, and be more positive about it. He won't give you shit. He'll be like, fuck yeah. yeah and he well, might actually suggest some even more crazy yeah. shit. I, I've been printing t shirts for about 15 years now. And yeah. I love what I do, but yeah, it gets boring. So, like, yeah, like bring me something cool. Come hit, right. me, hit me up with that idea that you don't think I can pull off. Let's find a way to pull Let's it off. Let's get the challenge going. Yeah, 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 yeah dude. Yeah. I love it. All right, give me everybody. two days to do it because. It's, because I, I have <laughs> so check out Moore's Mo Bros Printing Co. Yeah, Fred, because Fred is the shit, and I promise you, I'm not even like that kind of music guy. I fucking love Fred. The concept is hilarious. Everything is f- fucking awesome. The songs are just right up my alley for that style. Yeah, thank I, you, thank you so much. Man. I love it, um, dude. Thanks for coming on, man. Absolutely, I, man. we've been friends Blessed. for a hell of a long time, and this is just a really neat way to kind of intertwine I, everything i appreciate the invitation guys i was hoping i wasn't gonna have to ask to be on your show but i, I totally yeah, would have dude. like give me yeah, another month or so i'd be like hey bro dude no you're in my list <laughs> can i, I come have, talk to you i have like, such a big list of yeah. things but you know doing it once a week it's kind of like i'm only on i think this is a 42 right so it's like ugh, it's hard to stretch it all in there especially because i got like nerdy shit i want to talk about too not yeah. just music man yeah. i'm into everything fucking nerds. Yeah. yeah i'm a nerd <laughs> all right everybody well we're gonna go fucking watch eyes up and who is it carnivore uh carnivora carnivora uh, or, or carn- carnivora i'm not sure and uh weeping gate, weeping gate yes. and i, I guess new members i'm gonna say this that. aired after the show so man the show was badass that was such a good was show so they fucking, fucking killed it thank you all for coming out all right everybody it. thank you go. for all the beers you bought me oh yeah, dude i'll like, buy you a beer love you guys <laughs> all right everybody well uh thanks for listening